0: Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast, a show where we make commitments to release episodes every two weeks and then the guy editing the show, me, gets the fucking flu. My name is Dylan. The victim's apparently asleep. My name is Sarge. <laughs> I was waiting for you. My name's Victim. All right. And today we are joined by a special guest, Moon from uh, Shitposter.club. We'll get to him in a second because I have lots to say. So, first and foremost, we must address the obvious. I said, we're back from a hiatus in the last episode. And I was like, yeah, every two weeks, we're going to pump out an episode because we'll record on, you know, Sunday. And then the next week, if I'm not done editing by Sunday, I'll just sit down and do it and then release. So, like, every two weeks should be a new episode. But um, shortly after finishing last episode 21, I caught the literal flu where... It was kind of a shit show. Like I, I went to the, the clinic and they're like, do you have COVID-19 or are you leaving? <laughs> and so I, I, I got one of those stupid, like COVID tests. Like they, they stuck a rod in my nose and swished it around. It was really uncomfortable. I got my test results back a couple of days later. It was negative cause I don't have COVID-19. And then, uh, I also got tested for the strep throat. Didn't have strep throat. Uh, I had to like make, I had to make an appointment with my doctor. My actual doctor, not the quack in the box clinics, right? What happened was I went, they let me in. They all looked really concerned because I had a fever at the time. And they're like, you let him in. It's like, yeah, I I told them when I called, like, I have a fever. I need to see the doctor. I tested negative for COVID-19 and then they're like, "Uh, okay. And then like, they humored me. I asked them, could it be the flu? And they're like, it takes 10 minutes. We have some tests. We'll give it to you. And like the result, like said flu type a the bad kind and they're like no shit like the doctor was shocked he's like i can't believe it you have the flu
1: (laughs) congratulations you're not dying
0: i was so relieved because it was like i don't know what the fuck this is am i gonna die like waking up in a pool of sweat every day yeah my lungs out
1: I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast yet, but um, right around the time COVID was first starting to become like a, a known thing here in the West, like my whole family got like super sick for like a week straight. And then for like a week, we were, were, you know, in the recovering phase but still pretty crappy. We're all like, did we catch COVID without knowing it like, oh, fuck. But yeah, they also said the flu this this year is like ass. It's just garbage. And apparently it's gonna be just as bad this year. So it's like, who knows?
0: can confirm. I'm never skipping a flu shot again. Oh,
1: I'm right there with you cuz if that if what I caught was the flu, fuck that. None never again. No thank you.
0: Absolutely. F that. Like if uh, if you hear me coughing in this recording, trust me, I edited most of them out, but some may still come through based on what my options are in the editing, based on what was said, right? Cuz what is not obvious listening to this, dear listener, I'm coughing like every like fucking minute. It sucks ass. Uh I have recovered from the flu. I'm back to work. My boss was super nice about it. He actually called me and was like, You if you have a fever, don't come to work. Like <laughs> we'll be fine without you. It's okay. I thought that was super forward of him, but you know, obviously, like I said in the last episode, like I, I did get promoted. I got that big dick raise. Like the, the people in the upper management, like the next four levels above me, like are really big fans of me. And it's been very advantageous to my career. <laughs> so having the flu, no problem. None of this capitalist pressure to, you know, work or be replaced. They're just like, no, you get better because I don't want you to die. (laughs) Because we have plans for you, which was great. And I felt really respected. It was kind of nice. At my previous job, they probably would have fired me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I too am (laughs) waiting for Robot Dylan. So, I mean, you can't die yet.
0: Right. Not until the robots take over. Uh, But anyway, since then, uh, yeah, we missed a release. Episode 22 should have come to you sooner. Sorry about that. Uh, One thing I did do was I was bored and wanted to try it out is um, you may recall some episodes ago, especially if you're binging our show from scratch and you didn't notice the the gap between January and August, between episodes 20 and 21. This is episode 22, by the way. If if you're binging, then you probably didn't notice that big jump. But what I did between last episode and now, I uploaded our entire second season that we did, which is episodes uh, 10 through 20. To Libri, which uh, in a previous episode, I called Libri and I told a humorous story about how when they announced what they were, they did a really cringy like Reddit Ask Me Anything thread, which is full of misinformation and bullshit. Uh, they've really cleaned themselves up since then, the years following, and their service is kind of neat. It's like blockchain YouTube. I have no idea how it works, but like you can upload things there's no limit. There's like some peer to peer nonsense in the background. And you have like the meme money, the Libricoins, coins, which is like a cryptocurrency that you can buy and you can convert to real cash and watching videos produces this weird currency. I don't, I don't understand how it works, but I put all our shit there because it loads fast and it's like a YouTube alternative, whatever. I thought it was kind of neat. So speaking of alternatives, I wanted to go on a tangent today because if you recall in episode 20 and then in the outro of episode 21, I made, well, in episode 20, I went on a really long rant about what is called the Fediverse. And in episode 21, I was making fun of Sarge for not knowing what it was, even though I explained it to him. He obviously wasn't listening, even though he made an account on shipposter.club. He still doesn't know what it is. So Moon is here. Moon is the admin of shipposter.club. I asked him to come to today's episode, and I wanted to give him an interview. He's been on a couple other, like, I know you were on Jeff Cliff's show not long ago. I I listened to that. That was pretty cool. I'm just going to assume anyone listening to this has probably not heard you uh, from anywhere else, is that fair?
2: Yeah, that's no problem.
0: But I mean, I'm not the first person to interview about anything, <laughs> <laughs> by a long shot.
2: Yeah, I did uh, two other podcasts in the last month and a half. I would say.
0: Yeah, and I've been
2: talking about this for
0: months now because I, you, um, seem to enjoy uh, the the posts that come out when when I made new episodes, and you've mentioned wanting to be on the show before, and uh, it couldn't happen until now because, like I said in the previous episode, I just moved, I bought a house. I was living with my in-laws on the cheap before with no shared space at all, and uh, now everything's great, and I have so much privacy, and nice. I can make the show at my own pace. I have an entire room to myself where I can just record in peace, and the kids are asleep, and everything's great. So let's let's just start with the basics. So, I mean, so Moon, let's start with the basics. Uh, who are you? How would you
2: explain it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am the admin of a Fediverse server, which is uh, basically means that uh, well, the Fediverse, let start with what the Fediverse is. Fediverse is like a microblogging platform, but it is made of multiple servers instead of one server. So whereas with Twitter.com, everybody is on one server, you can have independent servers that can all talk to each other, kind of like email. So it's kind of like a mashup between email and Twitter. The result is that you have a big bunch of, um, what's the right word, balkanization between servers that have different opinions about how things should be said or run. And the the downside of that is that you sometimes can't talk to different people on some servers. But the upside is, is that nobody can shut you up, which is why I started a server. That's why I started Chipposter.club in 2016, early 2016. I wanted a place where uh, I was never never a uh, Twitter user, uh, per se. I had an account, but I just never, never really caught on with me. But things that happened on Twitter had an effect, to, effect with me, where they uh, started banning people, and that angered me. And I wanted a place where I could communicate and not be banned. And so I started shitposter.club on the Fediverse, which back then was using a software called GNU Social, which is a piece of shit, but <laughs> 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 but did did the job. It, it got the job right. done. And uh, so I've been doing that. Like I said, I've been doing that since February of 2016, and here I am. I'm. I guess if anybody has actually heard of me, I'm notorious because I was one of the first servers to be banned by other servers. So a funny story. So I, it's
0: really interesting, actually, that um, you never used Twitter. Also, can you hear my water heater in yeah, the yeah. background? Just yes. real quick? God damn it. Let me go try to turn it off. <laughs> I'll be right back. Um,
3: do you know why you were banned from other servers?
2: Oh, I, there's no particular reason. I just didn't want to be uh. banned. And uh, I kind of thought of myself as having kind of more edgy opinions. I mean, I have been banned from servers before. Yeah. I was more offended by the idea of being banned. <laughs> I was preemptively preventing myself from being. Yeah, rad. I feel
1: that. Like, uh, I've had moments in like Discords or other places where I say something like, not, not even like trying to be mean or, or edgy or or any, anything like in a negative fashion, right? And then you just get like yelled at or banned or or like timed out, and you're just like, wow, that felt great. Thanks, guy.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So got my water heater fixed. I uh, I have some fancy futuristic water heater that has a bunch of modes. One of them is quiet, but not as good and uh sucks power but it's worth it for this all right i find it super interesting that you uh weren't a twitter user but you were willing to put up with gnu social because i remember because i I joined ship poster club in late 2017 when you were still on gnu social and i remember uh like i had to use the the website in like the mobile web browser on my phone because none of the apps worked and it was really (laughs) disgusting uh
2: (laughs) the mobile version was god awful
0: I remember someone made an app, I think it was called Ann status. They, they still develop their app, but it, I don't think it got any better. And I remember getting like a notification for every activity that involved me, like somebody him somebody I followed favorited something else that I didn't post. And I remember just being inundated with a a constant feed of
2: everyone else's activity. Yeah. Like I said, we started with GNU social and it was kind of pretty, pretty bad, but I got the job done. But about a year ago, I don't, don't remember exactly when that's kind of embarrassing. We switched to a different piece of software called Pleroma, which uh, started off a little bumpy, but now is, is uh, I would say, pretty nice. And it has a nice selection of apps, so you don't have to use the website if you don't want to.
0: Yeah, I, that's the reason why I post as much as I do, because uh, the, the variety of different phone apps are really good. And I, I keep switching between them. Uh, right now, I'm using Husky. I haven't switched away. Uh, my wife, who has an account, it's, it's irony two, and 2 at Shipwister Club, she uses Fe- uh, Lab. She just can't live without the animated emojis, and I miss them too. I really wish Husky had animated emojis, but it does not. It only has them in the previewer, so I know I'm posting the right one, but uh, I cannot see it in the resulting post.
1: Man, I wish Twitch had fucking animated emotes. They're so good. and realistically not that hard to integrate anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's one of the things people like about Discord. Like One of the things I think that made Discord so popular is because if you recall a victim back in the day, I maintained this very Mumble server on this very piece of hardware at my feet. And yeah. before that, we had a TeamSpeak server, and we would... You know have a daily attendance like 20 to 30 strong
1: god more than that sometimes
0: and then now discord is like it's all these text chats with all this rich text integration where it has like it remembers the history so you don't miss anything you can be tagged while you're offline and not miss anything and you only have to join voice chat when you're doing something it's not like you have to join voice chat to catch up and it has i think changed internet culture for the worse uh, I hate it. It
1: really has. And I, it's funny, because I warned you when we first did it. Like, my gripes with Discord are the things that everyone else did, did not like later on. But it's not like it's something that was avoidable, though. I mean, the, remo- yeah. or, like, the removal of the the need for forums... I mean, I guess it's not really removed, but to some extent, they're obsolete.
0: Yeah, I paid 40 bucks a month for our forum, and, it, and we barely yeah. used it. And like,
1: then Discord's just free.
0: Discord's free, and, like, I don't have to maintain a Mumble server. I have the same, well, close, but not quite, the same granular control of the permissions. And it had text, text chat history, which was like a killer feature that TeamSpeak couldn't even do. Yeah. And it, it seemed like the the pros outweighed the cons at the time, but now we're locked in to this closed platform that could ban you for bad-mouthing the owners at any time or making fun of furries, right? Like, there there are forbidden topics on Discord. Isn't that, that the same permabanned. thing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 like a running joke that uh, the, the Discord yeah the yep. Discord staff get really sad when they they ban a, a Discord server full of groomers because their staff's in it. <laughs> That's the joke. But anyway, you can't ban about the the Discord ownership because they will they are always watching and listening because you don't own your fucking server and uh, it's only a matter of time before I get banned and then I'm not even the owner of the Melomancy Discord. Uh, Z is the owner of the Melomancy Discord and Z is gone. And there's nothing I can do to transfer ownership to me. If I get banned, I'm the only one with the admin powers. One of the things that you can't do in Discord is promote someone to your level of permission. So uh, our server is gone as soon as I say the wrong thing in the wrong place and someone reports me. That's fucking terrifying.
2: (laughs) Open source needs to step up.
0: I know. Like Mumble, we're talking on it right now. That's how we record the show. I think it's just fine. TeamSpeak, not open source, but the new version of it looks a lot like discord but you can still host it yourself yeah, and yeah. that sounds fucking awesome
1: i think it's less the open source aspect of it i mean that if mumble base mumble was really good i think that it would have worked out perfectly fine it's just that they didn't put enough forth originally and then they just kind of relied on other people to do it and it just i mean it got there but
0: I don't it's know. stable but it's lacking in features yeah. and it doesn't get updated very often like I, because it's stable that was what they focused on when they achieved it Like no one wanted to step up to release features and in an open source project that is like barely maintained, it's like adding new features. You might as well fork it and like own it. Right. Yeah. Speaking of forking things. So uh, back to uh, the Fediverse. Right. So uh, I told the story in episode 20 about uh, how Mastodon showed up on the scene. The network was already like fucking like 10 years old or some shit with GNU Social and the software that came before GNU Social. There is other software that came before. Like I think Pump.io was one of them and friendica, the yeah. other. I wasn't around. I joined in 2017. I joined because in 2017, Mastodon arrived. There was a media blitz praising it as Twitter without Nazis. Get get on their <laughs> Patreon right fucking now. It's funny because the, the servers that actually contain Nazis are all Mastodon servers, it turns out. <laughs> but they don't talk about that and it, it, people will block you for, for pointing that out. So that's what the media said at the time. I was like, still on Facebook at the time. I was on Reddit at the time. Not on either of those anymore. I mean, I still lurk Reddit every once in a while, but only very specific places usually related to video games I'm playing at the time because they don't have their own fucking official forums anymore. That's my only real use case these days. So I was on Reddit in 2017 and I was looking for Facebook alternatives because I was that guy in your Facebook feed (laughs) reminding you that Facebook is bad and exploiting you. And then one day I told the story in greater detail in a previous episode, but. Uh, One day somebody called me out on it and I was like, oh shit, he's right. Because he was like, why don't you delete your Facebook then? And I was like, I should fucking do it. (laughs) My wife still has one. And unfortunately, because it brings her nothing but pain and memes that she reposts sometimes. But uh, it's it's mostly nothing but misery. No, I'm (laughs) But I'm glad she stayed on because I have a lot of family that are too stubborn to leave it. And they don't perceive the exploitation of Facebook as a bad thing because of what they get out of it right? Because these are old people who Facebook is their first social media experience, and they're really attached to it, right? They're not going to move to Instagram, which is just as bad. And most of them think TikTok is Chinese propaganda, which it could be.
1: Can you imagine if like your first social media was the one you stuck with all this time? Dude, I'd still be using MSN.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure first social media, I mean, unless you count email, if you don't count email, I'm pretty sure my first real serious and you don't count forums either. My first real serious like social media was definitely MySpace.
1: I think MySpace would probably be the first one I would. I don't even know if I'd really call MSN. MSN's more like a like a networked
0: something. I don't know. I, I, it's Instant Messenger. It's yeah, yeah. I, I, don't know. I think Instant Messengers are social media because that's kind of what Discord is, right? Like it's an Instant Messenger, but some people they run their whole that's lives a on. Fair it. Point. Same with WhatsApp, right? I
3: hate you guys. You're so young. Sarge. You're like, you're like, MySpace whatever. Was you're my a year older year than me. And I'm like, <laughs> does anybody remember Exinga or Exanga? Whatever, how the fuck you called that? I do remember. Bro, I do remember.
0: I, 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 Sarge, I didn't have a computer. I went to your house. I used your computer. So it's all your fault, Sarge. Fault. I didn't have one.
2: I got you beat. I, oh man. <laughs> I, I remember BBSs. <laughs> Those were in my textbooks in college. <laughs> yeah like you can go you can
3: say live journal and stuff i guess but
0: i was aware of live journal but i never had one live journal live (laughs) journal
3: by the time those it came around like it was it was already too late like once myspace and everything but i'm thinking like the more traditional like what we would think of as the social media platform today you know the ease of use facebook myspace stuff like that it was zynga zynga
1: Zynga, Zynga. I, i don't know the name of it but
0: I know if Symbolite was here, he would remind you that uh, YTMMD was amazing and he was all I over mean,
1: that. I brought that up the other night and he just, like, for like, a good like, <laughs> week straight, every day I get like one or two messages of him just like, do you remember this old joke or old meme? And I'm like, yeah, dude, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, sending me any DM and shit like that.
0: For those of you listening that have never heard of YTMMD, also known as you're the man now, dog.com, uh, it's old and it's like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, everyone has a page and it's like, they're he- loops. They're little loops and they play sound and it's like,
2: <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's like the like, like Max Headroom blipverts. They're just like teeny yeah. tiny little. You get the maximum amount of effect packed into a small package.
0: So Moon, you you own um Fridaynight.com, right? Like, is nope, it like don't that.
2: you don't even own it? Oh my god! No, I don't know who owns it. I shill it every Friday. <laughs> it's just it's a, ruined it, now. It doesn't auto play music anymore because they changed what? Chrome. They changed oh Chrome. God. You can't auto play music anymore.
0: Well, I don't use Chrome, so <laughs> it's fucked. basically it's a website. You open it up. It's got like a picture of uh, some anime girl, but it's got the face of the quad city DJs guy and it plays slam jam. It's amazing. And it just says, <laughs> no, uh, it's a, it's like a remix of slam jam. It, you know, it says Friday night. It's great. And whatever. But the point is, is um, old social media is old and the GNU social existed in like this sphere of social media that is super old. And then Mastodon shows up in like, 2017 and it likes to pretend or well, I don't think it's creator ever said it, but like he just doesn't talk about us. He has these devout followers that are like big believers in the media blitz of 2017 that said this was Twitter without Nazis, right? He set the expectation. He specifically targeted people from Tumblr, specifically the complaining part of Tumblr that thinks Twitter is unsavable in 2017. And these people are very hostile and like to cancel people and are not welcome on Twitter because they're they're so much worse than what you normally would associate with the worst part of Twitter. Right? So it attracted a pretty bad crowd in my opinion, but they don't think they're the bad crowd. They think they're against the bad crowd. Um, but that just, that's just how they justify their abuse. And uh, so 2017 shows up and these, not the creator, but everyone using it is like, Hey, this is, we started this, we created this network. It's great. Right. So evidence of the contrary, the GNU Social instances that existed before Mastodon arrived were the target of much ire, such as Sit Poster Club. Um, there were others. I don't even know if any of them survived. Besides, uh, like Smugloli,
2: and they basically just switched. They did basically just started up a new server and closed down the old one.
0: Yeah, like you created like this fancy script that converted your server from GNU Social to Pleroma and um, it was very not smooth, but it worked. <laughs> yeah, it took <laughs> right? four days. It took four days, and we weren't sure if it was going to come back. I
1: remember changing fucking form softwares and, you know, do one thing wrong and like, oops, sorry. We <laughs> got start from fucking scratch.
0: That's right. Because yep. we went we went from pirated Zenforo to oh, NodeDB for net, for and, and <laughs> it was a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised it even worked.
1: I remember it didn't all work. Didn't we actually corrupt some data? We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, only only partly worked in the end.
0: And we had that forum for a few years, you know, throw back to episode one, don't listen to it, because I didn't know how to edit. But <laughs> I explained before, like, uh, we we all met oh, me and victim and most of the core melomancy group met on a Minecraft server that was heavily modded. I don't like Minecraft. I just like that server. And basically, we replaced all the things that that server provided, like a forum, a voice chat service, because they had their own team speak, but we were like, at the mercy of their banning power, if we stepped out of the line of their rules and we wanted to play other shit like other video games as a community so it's like we should probably do all the work make a forum make a team speak server and then we did and then we stopped playing that fucking game and it was (laughs) great and then the move to discord was natural and now we're locked into it and i hate myself but never mind that so like i was saying mastodon arrived in 2017 they didn't like us well, I mean, I wasn't there at the time. I discovered Shitposter Club because I discovered Mastodon. I joined a Mastodon server. It died. I joined another one that was very similar, and my, all my threads were broken because that server had a block list that they did not disclose, and I found out because all my threads were broken, and I was like, this is some horse shit, and then uh, one of the Club members, Roback, he wrote an article that was really long that explained the history that was completely different than the Media Blitz gushing about mastodon i'm like oh that's probably the real story i joined ship club like right away i was like fuck that place
2: <laughs> and i never left dodged a bullet so instead of being cut off from everybody from them banning individuals we're just banned by a <laughs> just banned by half of the Fediverse by itself
0: it's true like so when mastodon invented server blocking some people you know channeled their inner twitter and it was like we should just have a block list we share and expect people to adhere to and we were like the top billing we're like the first entry and there's like no evidence it's like because of this server and then you go to that server and they're like because they're bad (laughs) yeah
2: yeah we're not the most edgy server i mean we've got so basically i let you say whatever you want on the server you can't show whatever you want in pictures but you can say whatever you want and there's people that use it to be edgy but they're basically the, the culture just kind of we're it's like a no touch i would say Where if somebody does that, they don't get a lot of community. They don't get a lot of community engagement. And uh, that tends to mellow people out over time or they get bored and leave.
0: Exactly. Like a lot of people who want to do edgy shit, like they'll join and they'll be like, this is like Twitter but it's not going to, the algorithm's not going to auto ban me when I say the gamer word and then they do it and then nothing happens. It's like, oh, I said it. And then nobody's interacting with my post and everyone thinks I'm an idiot. It's almost like
1: the, feed, <laughs> it's almost like the negative feedback is what they're looking for.
0: It's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they don't know what to do with themselves now that they are inherently uninteresting and they never had to deal with that before because it's always Look, they banned me because I said something that could be construed as not controversial or something that's obviously controversial. They just wanted to play up the fact that they got banned. And then when it doesn't happen to them, they have to live with their inherent uninterestingness. They've never had to like (laughs) face it directly like that before. I mean, like I I remember there was this one guy, there was this one guy that joined, he was like really edgy and I followed him because I like to follow all the local users because I want to encourage them to post more. That's what helped me out early on was a couple of people followed me that they still do when they interact all the time. Right. So there's this one guy that joined. He lasted like a month. I remember um, Destiny, she posted, uh, I think it was a meme about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, right? Uh, Oh, no, it was a meme about um, the Incredibles. And there was this character voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. I I don't remember his name. It was like Frozone or some shit, right? Yeah, that's him.
3: I don't remember his name. Says his name.
0: Okay. (laughs) But like she posted this meme that was, it it was a play on his name and the catchphrase that he says, right? And then this edgy dude replies and he's like, what's the joke? I don't get it. And she's like, it's his catchphrase. And then he says some really edgy shit about black people. And then she's like, no, uh, that's not the joke. And then he's like, do you know his name? And he's like, oh, I don't remember the names of black people. And I was like, (laughs) that's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) I stopped replying to his post after that. I'm like, that's just needlessly edgy. That's just cringe. That wasn't even, it was funny because it was like, I was like so shocked, like, damn that is some high octane cringe and he eventually stopped coming back.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've got a place in my heart for some of the edgy people. And I, I overlook some of the, some of that and try to engage people without, without getting getting on their case. And sometimes it oh, gets sure. people to kind of actually, it gets people to kind of com, com, come out of their shell and actually talk about something besides, besides how much they hate other people or something. Right. Uh, and, and that works, you know, sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. People just just, just drift off and they get bored. But but we've, mm-hmm. we've had some success stories too, where people have, have started out really edgy and then basically just came to being an ordinary poster. I won't name any names, but we've had a few of them. Yeah,
1: I actually have a, have a story about that too. Um, for my for my Twitch, I think actually you might know about this. Don oh yeah uh, for sure user. Uh, at first, you know he's just like oh hey uh, I'm uh, I'm into edgy humor and I'm like oh that's fine uh, like whatever no big deal I didn't think much of it you know he started posting memes in, in our Discord, um eventually they started getting more and more progressively racial I was like I'm like yeah maybe I should just drag him aside let him know I just I just PMed him like hey man uh like not you're not in trouble I'm not like trying to like shit on you or anything but like let's maybe tone back I'm gonna delete some of the ones I don't like. And let's just moving forwards, try to keep it a little bit, because like, you know, for for the, the Twitch people, so that they don't get on my case, but also like, so we have a more friendly atmosphere, right? And and he was like, yeah, no, that's super cool. I just, you know, because I talked to him, he didn't go off and you know do something like stupid or weird, and he ended up chilling out, and being a really cool dude.
0: And you have a Twitch stream and you have a Discord, like you have to like do something. You can't just have a no-rules discord, or the the -the glow-in-the-dark furries at the top of the food chain are gonna, like, discover you with their algorithms and delete you. They're gonna come after me with their yo-yos, dude. Yeah, like, you can't just leave it like that. But with the Fediverse, you can. And, I mean...
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of free speech. I, like, I don't have to like everything someone says, but I think that they should be allowed to say it.
0: Yes. I believe our server is hosted in the USA and it has very lax rules on what images are allowed and what images must be not safe for work tag. That's another thing that we have that Twitter doesn't have. I guess they probably do, but um, we definitely had it first was the ability to not safe for work tag your images so that you have to click through it to see it.
1: Uh, you, you can do that on uh, Twitter. It's a, it's, a, it's a blanket thing you do, though. You have to go into your settings to turn it on. So I actually made that.
2: That was a plug-in for your new social that I wrote. That's awesome. Like you had to do a hashtag NSFW and then it just works, right? The uh, hashtag is actually like, it's kind of like tagging for like, like a tag file system or whatever. So you can actually have tags that are not shown inside of the text. But we needed that because we had we like, like you'd mentioned, we, we had it for Twitter, but but it was like, you know, the entire account. And with this just you can tag the individual images and that took a little while to develop and i got a lot it was very very popular pretty much every GNU social server because the thing you have to remember is that before we showed up it was a bunch it was basically a bunch of communists and i'm not saying that like old oh, sean hannity i'm calling people communists i mean like they were actual communists <laughs> they were like software libre yeah
0: um i'm gonna grow my beard to my feet and i'm gonna go live in a tree yeah and use a free and open source laptop with ethically sourced parts. Yeah, like.
2: like like hardcore. And uh, uh, we show up, and we just basically start flooding everybody's timeline with shit. And mm-hmm. uh, and just stuff they don't want to see. And <laughs> so the, like, uh, I had written that, and that pretty much everybody uses it at that point. Now, actually, Mastodon calls it sensitive content. And that was because of the name of my plugin, which was a sensitive content. So that's just a very, they can thank you for I have that. a very minor, minor influence on the development of Mastodon. Hey man,
1: I'd take anything I can get in that regard. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. And
3: also Dylan, communists are not necessarily hippies. What?
0: <laughs> but they called themselves that.
3: Yeah, but you were, you were like communists, ethically they sourced, right. you
0: like described yeah, a hippie yeah.
3: and you were like, they're communists. <laughs>
0: It's the technology uh, hippies are communists. Like it's a Richard Stallman reference because that dude's kind of like hard, hardcore. The template might as well be, yeah. Okay. Stallman is the template. Oh yeah. And the people used in the old GNU social servers, 2015 and before, are definitely those kind of people. Though Richard Stallman is so extreme, he never had a GNU social account. He just has a bot that reposts his content. Yeah. Yeah, so like, which is hilarious.
2: Basically, before before we showed up, there was a bunch of servers that were called the Quitters, and they were like quitter.se, quitter.es, quitter.no, and uh, those had all those all those old old school GNU uh, social users on mm. them, and very 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 far left. Not now. The interesting thing is, is they're not far left like the uh, Mastodon people because they're not crazy. Uh, we got a, we mm-hmm. basically got along with the other people on we saw eye to eye on on how much we didn't want to communicate with each other it wasn't a war for supremacy
0: if i remember robeck's article i believe the way he phrased it was they taught the new arrivals how to set up their own servers so they could go do that and then they could block them yes (laughs) (laughs) that way they didn't have to deal with banning a bunch of new rivals which was great for everyone involved um and that is like the positive way of blocking servers like i mean we don't block any servers that i'm aware of
2: we blocked one server. And the reason why was because it spammed us with, I don't remember what it spammed us with, but something like that, but the server is actually gone now. So we actually, it was like a DDoS, right? Yeah. We, ba- yeah, we banned them because they were damaging our service.
0: Right. I do remember that. Uh, it was, they were, they were doing it to a bunch of servers. I remember yeah. when that
2: happened. Just follow, follow spam. That's what it was.
0: The far left people on Mastodon are like the far left horseshoe theory people. And then the GNU social people are like no horseshoe theory. They're just left. <laughs> <laughs> Socialists, like in constructive way that isn't negative. Uh, but yeah, so something funny that I find with the whole Mastodon problem is a lot of these different Mastodon server admins will judge other instances, Mastodon or otherwise, based on who they're blocking. But Mastodon does not tell people who you're blocking. Yeah, Like that's not part of the software. And the creator specifically did not want to implement that. Uh, because he felt like that was free advertising for all the worst instances. Of course, he did make it very easy to write a table in your About page, which every instance has an About page. Uh, and that was the practice that they all adopted, was to manually write text saying, oh yeah, I totally blocked these instances, take my word for it, wink wink. But then people would still get on their case like, I went on your instance and I went to the federated timeline and I saw a Gab.com post, you're canceled. And it's like, come on, dude. Whereas other software like Pleroma, they might be the only ones, they actually if you enable it, which is default, will announce who you're blocking, who you're muting, it's very open and you can use that information to decide for yourself. If you want to have an account there, because you might be not new to the Fediverse, you might be moving from one instance to another for whatever reason. And you can preemptively like check, like, well, who are they blocking? Will I be able to see all my friends? Is if their block list is really long, should I even trust them to begin with? Right. Whereas with Mastodon, they cancel each other over that shit all the time, but there's nothing mechanical that announces what you're blocking. You just have to take their word for it. And that's just kind of backwards, I think.
2: It's all really stossy. It's like, man, they're just like keeping track of each other, trying to find out who's communicating with who.
0: Yeah, like they police it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, frankly disgusting, and I want nothing to do with it. And their side of the network is a lot smaller than they claim it to be. Because one thing that you can do is you can go onto their website. Like you can view the public page of an account, right? Like in most software, like Pleroma, it's as easy as clicking on the little time button in the corner. Like this post was six hours ago at whatever time. And you middle mouse click, open it in a new tab. It's that post on their instance. And the reason why that's important is because you can't trust the metrics of a foreign post on your own instance, because like the number of favorites, the number of, we'll call them retweets, um is only that your server knows about but when you go to their server and view the public version facing fucking link to that post you see the actual metric and if you scroll through the profiles of some of these people that do all the canceling you'll find out that all metrics considered they are inherently uninteresting because the only posts that get any attention are the ones where they're canceling someone or causing drama or just causing problems on purpose and it feels like so they're being rewarded for this behavior and it's the only Rewarding they ever get for posting on this godforsaken website.
2: <laughs> I will say though that even if you go through to the uh, the other server, you can't necessarily trust what the metrics are because, uh, for example, I changed one of our one of our users to have twenty thousand followers, <laughs> <laughs> and that just amazed people. And I was like, it just trusts it, it just trusts it. <laughs> you just click through it; it says he has says mono has twenty thousand followers. I don't think it's doing it anymore. I think I fixed it, but that was something we did for a while.
3: It says Mono has 20,000 followers. He drops the name. I was like, is it me? I don't go on there enough. It <laughs> no. be me.
0: Just fucking with us. You, you remember Mono, Sarge. We, we played Monster Hunter World together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Anyway. Um... Yeah, I wish I had more questions prepared. Uh, so, someone what are some of your favorite stories of like you know just shenanigans that happen on the Fediverse?
2: Why is it better than Twitter? Uh, there's a couple. Of, okay, I got. Let me make sure. I got to be careful here because there's a couple stories that involve people that I can't Im- implicate. Uh, I can bleep names if you accidentally <laughs> drop a
0: name. I, I can actually bleep it. I've done it before on the okay, show. Okay,
3: he can do that <laughs> because of this.
0: No, I can do it in Audacity. It's not hard. <laughs> I gave him the soundbite. Don't let him lie to you. <laughs>
2: Let's see. I think I think one of the stories I'll tell um this is this is a really uh uh it's not recent. So and it also involves trusting something that shouldn't that should not have been trusted which was when the fediverse started getting more popular a, a server started up I I think it was fediverse.network I can't remember the name but they had stats of of all of the uh, different servers and how many users they had and one of the things they had was they had a bot that would post on the fediverse telling you when a server upgraded its version. And so it would say like, you know, this server is running GNU social and it changed the version 1.3.1 to 1.4.
0: It also announced when um, it ident- it discovers a new server, which is normally at creation because of their, yeah. their forward uh finding methods. So it'll be like a new whatever software instance has been created. Welcome them. Like it, it posts a couple different things, Yeah, bots of the instance. It
2: was a great idea, so I decided to ruin it. And uh <laughs> what'd you do? So basically what I did was I was like I was like, it, it must just trust what you're using for the versions on there. So I made my version be the uh, uh daddy's cummies pasta, uh, creepy uh, pasta, <laughs> whatever they're called. Like the whole the whole copy pasta? Yeah, the, the whole, whole copy like paragraph. Pasta. Yeah, so I just put that <laughs> in oh there. And so then like so then their servers like it changed from the server changed from Boku no Piku to uh 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 daddy's coming and then it just dumped the whole thing with the emotes and everything and uh, oh my god the emoji. the emojis and all <laughs> and uh and then so anyway the guy got a hold of me because he's like it apparently broke his broke his website <laughs> i don't know I, I mean i have no idea how but he like even to this day that website does not show our stats correctly because he disabled it on our site because we were fucking with him <laughs> But, but we're still number three in Pleroma for users. Oh, we are. <laughs> I checked. Oh man, uh, we're small compared to some of the Mastodon ones. But yeah, um, let me see What's some other stories here. I'm going to be very oblique about this one, which is uh, you know the uh, the uh, the Fediverse is like Twitter without Nazis. So yeah. we knew we knew that 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 people were on edge about that. So some of us, <laughs> I won't say who, created a site and then started posting the most ridiculous shit that we could think of. And everyone went completely crazy. And I don't was know. Was it a
0: Mastodon instance? Yes, it was a Mastodon instance. Oh, of course.
2: And it, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then basically, I don't know At that, I mean, it, to this day, people talk, sometimes people mention it and as if it was real and it literally was just the most ridiculous stuff that we could think of. And let's see, there was. Count, that. What, what I wonder what it is. You don't have to tell me, but what, was it? <laughs> Was it Bofa.lol? No, not that one. That was a. That was a. That one was natural? That oh was, my God. Yeah, that guy was a. He was a dirtbag left guy. Yeah, like I remember, like. He got canceled and the whole thing shut down. Got
0: and, canceled hard, yeah. They
2: just. They, somebody made a new one, apparently. And now it's somehow it's federating old Bofa lol posts back to itself. Somehow. Because it has a,
0: it's, a, it's Mastodon software on the same domain as the old one. It's
2: a bug in Mastodon, yeah.
0: So now all these old troll posts are yeah. showing up a year later in people's timelines from Bofa.lol. What's Bofa stand for? Bofa these nuts. Yeah. And it's, it was fucking hilarious. And yeah. they were just a bunch of far left people trolling the not so far left people in the Mastodon land that just want to cancel people. So they got, you know, a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, and
2: then the admin got
3: canceled. Oh, shit. Yeah. I
2: just. One of his friends, yeah. I figured it out. Sarge?
3: Because of what? that, you were like the left people trolling the not so left people or canceling people. The Fediverse is like the terrorist training camps. Pause. Pause. <laughs> Hold on. It's it's all the it's all the right-wing people who are tired of getting cancelled on like Facebook and shit for being racist piles of garbage. And they're like, We need a safe space to go and practice canceling. And they're all circle jerking each other like yeah we're canceling people we're canceling people we're doing it we're learning we're gonna take over the world but they're not
0: no that's (laughs) parlor.com so that website doesn't federate (laughs) i got another
2: story for you too uh this one was from the GNU social days this was very early on so the thing about the users back then was is that they kind of were like in their own wall it 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 wasn't a walled garden but it was kind of their own little niche Mm -hmm. they you know they weren't from twitter they didn't have anything to do with twitter they didn't they there wasn't even really trolling so like we showed up and it was kind of like people showing up on the island and seeing like dodos walking up to them but uh um, yeah so one of the things that i did was i created an account that was just nsa <laughs> and then i just started following everybody and, like, <laughs> people just went ape shit like people like there's people that believed it because because <laughs> the way that it looks on your screen it doesn't show you the server extension by default you have to click click through to see that and so people are just seeing like nsa following and and i would not have thought that anybody would have i mean we had people that were seriously like nsa's on the fediverse nsa's on the fediverse fucking block them now <laughs> like that's gonna work you know <laughs> and this one guy was just completely crazy and he was like telling everybody to like block us and everything and- and so I, I uh, he blocked me. So what I did was, is I mean, I obviously have my own server. So I just created more accounts. I just created another account, <gasps> and I created an account that was like the bureau. Like I just created other government agency accounts, and then in the in the uh, field for the description, I had like not the NSA, and <laughs> they just kept following him, and, it was, and he would like block him again, and, and and it got down to the point where I was like the Bureau of Indian Indian Services or something. <laughs> oh God, that
0: was. The Bureau of Land Management, BLM. Yeah,
2: like, Bureau of Land Management. Not NSA guys, totally. <laughs> it was Indian Affairs, that's what it was. It was Indian <laughs> Affairs. And, oh oh gosh. So we had that happen. We had a guy named Todd Cannon who got kicked off of Twitter and he showed up and he brought a bunch of people with him. And uh, he was kind of like an a old school Twitter troll. <laughs> and he tried being edgy. And now at, at that point, our server was actually a, like a bunch of kids, like really young people. They were kind of not... They were more kind of like uh, traditional shit posters and not you know like edgy edgy shit posters, and they just ripped mm-hmm. him a new asshole. They did not give one fuck. Like it was actually like embarrassing, like how badly he got demoted. But
1: that's amazing. But
2: then uh, uh, he was the first person to get flair on the website when we had flair in the new social, uh, where oh, we yeah, can add right. CSS CSS to the person's name so it looked cool. And uh, anyway, what happened to him was is he went to jail and then he got out of jail and then he killed his parents dog <laughs> and he went back to jail. Wow. Yeah, so we had we have a we had a dog killer as a user. He right. must have missed jail,
0: I guess. Didn't you also have PewDiePie as a user? No, that was
2: uh someone.
0: Was uh, it fake? That was fake. Uh, but you did have Sarah Jong.
2: Yep, she was real. She was absolutely real.
0: For those who don't know, Sarah Jong is like what the currently the. Editor-in-chief of like, New York she Times was, some shit? She
2: was a contributing editor to New York Times, although she resigned. But she was that afterwards. So at the time that she joined our Fediverse server, um, at the time she joined ShitPoster.club, she uh, was writing for Motherboard, uh, uh, part of Vice. She was doing stories on the Fediverse. And this oh, okay. is actually another interesting story, which is that uh, she signed up. And the reason why she signed up was because she was basically, what we heard that the grapevine was she was prepping a story about the dark side of the Fediverse which was us. And uh, and then she didn't find it, did she? Well, what happened was is that uh, I just told all the users that we were going to be a social justice site. So I changed the skin on the website to make it all social justice And then we just posted uh-huh. for like four or five days straight about social justice. Oh, yeah, justice. I remember you,
0: you changed the, the website background to like Shitposter Club, Home of the Resistance, and you had like the Fist logo yeah, everywhere. yeah, like-
2: all that stuff. Posted like Antifa <laughs> stuff and everything before Antifa became a big national term. So if she took any pictures of the website, it would look like that. Exactly. And we were just posting about like, oh, yeah, I changed my I changed my avatar to like a bald eagle wearing a pussy cap. And uh, that was a, and oh, God, we had so much fun. That was so much fun. Didn't you make her sign like a PGP? Like, Yes, I wanted her to prove that it was her. I had her sign a PGP message because I knew she had PGP because she talked to Edward Snowden. So uh-huh. I made her uh, use that to, to prove that it was her sign a message saying it was her. And she did. And then she never came back.
0: I remember some of the regulars, like, um, I won't name any names, but I remember some of the regulars were like, they were earnestly, like, as a shit post, they were earnestly posting the stuff that the the Antifa supporters on Twitter would normally post. And, like, would never admit to the joke and just, just yeah. own it. it like, yeah,
2: this is what we post. It, it worked really great. Like
0: just earnestly like posting that kind of stuff and it's like so her feed was full of that kind of stuff and it's like this is the dark side of the Fettyverse
2: guys we had two users (laughs) that were gung-ho about it and it was great they really they really (laughs) played along it was awesome that was that was one of our peak times on the website I think we had so much fun
0: I I wish I was there sooner because like late 2017 is just too late like I've witnessed quite a bit of cool stuff but like I feel like a late joiner even though 2017 was fucking three years ago (laughs) (laughs) So much cool shit happened in 2016. I missed out.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I was I was up I, just maintaining the site, keeping the site running because it would crash all the time. I was up, you know, like 20 hours a day, like just shit posting and doing stuff and, and getting no sleep. And it was just a lot of fun.
0: Oh, I believe it. So what's, what's a day in the life of Moon, the Adventist Poster Club, like? Like, how, how do you maintain this site and, like, still have, like, a day job and shit? Because you post all the time.
2: So uh, the good news is is that since we switched to Pleroma, we've, the, the amount of problems with the site has really gone down. So it's actually very, very low at this point. GNU new socials would just crash on, on like, a semi-daily basis, uh, have some sort of a problem that would take amazing effort to try to fix. But now it basically takes care of itself. So I'm sort of like you, I'm, I'm working from home and I've got good screen and bad screen next to each other.
0: Yeah, it's all one screen for me. I, I change my input. My, my, my setup is like I have a, a double wide monitor and I have like a DVI mm-hmm. or not a DVI, a, a display port going to my personal computer and a HDMI going to my laptop dock. And I just, I switched the input and I have a single USB cable that powers the USB hub on my monitor where all my peripherals are plugged in.
2: Yeah, I've I've only made one mistake so far having everything on one computer and that was pretty embarrassing. Oh, what happened? I was doing a a screencast and then I had to uh, attach a file and so it opened up the uh, the thing to uh, the downloads folder Uh and that was a problem. But uh, (laughs) what was in your downloads folder? (laughs) Stuff, you know. Oh yeah, stuff and things. Yeah, but uh, that was on the screen capture, so no way to remove it. Yeah.
1: See, I gotta be careful if my downloads folder comes out. There's a lot of visual <laughs> novels in there, and everyone thinks I don't read those things.
2: The When I got the new
0: job, it gave me a laptop, and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna not use my personal computer for work ever. And like, so my downloads folder, pristine, nothing but work shit. <laughs> totally fine.
1: Sure, that's a... You just know how to... You just I mean, know I do watch victim stream
0: sometimes on my downtime. Uh... But that's besides the point. <laughs> All my shit postings on the phone.
2: It's a lot of Norman Reedus ass on your fucking your fucking work computer. I have a day job between seven and four, and uh, mm-hmm. I do that, and then spend another spend another you know four hours or whatever shit posting on my website. Although I will say that the other users have told me that I'm one of the least shit people on the server. Unfortunately,
0: <laughs> it depends on your definition of shitposting. posting. Like, I mean. Is it trolling or
2: is it like spamming memes? Like Some of it's too subtle for some people, I know that. but Yeah, I
1: mean, shitposting has changed a lot over the years. I mean, I remember back in the day, it was literally just reposting mm-hmm. a meme. It was all you needed to do to be a shitposter.
0: You throw nonsense into the void.
1: That should still be considered that. But I think it's also evolved. Past it's like
0: life. I feel bad because like I think Destiny does it way better than me. Like she's always sharing funny memes all the time. And like her for feed is just full of it. Right. Whereas I like occasionally maybe I'll post a picture of a fucking demon, and then I'll get like 20 retweets. But like occasionally I'll get into like threads and hell threads and meta discussion. And it's always a mistake every time. <laughs> but I never learn.
1: <laughs> See, I have to avoid that shit on Twitter. I feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing and I'm going to get slapped. I, I, exactly like
0: the the more you say the more you know people are going to meticulously pick apart your post history to cancel you with later uh, not that I'm really worried about Man, that and
1: that's why I deleted like everything <laughs> deleted everything <laughs> from, uh, from, back in uh, 2014 yeah
0: for reasons <laughs> <laughs> nothing happened in 2014 what are you talking about God. nothing video game related I, ever happened some of
1: that really did need to, <laughs> need to get deleted it was cringy no idea on some levels but uh
0: you know unnamed events from 2014 uh, I'm sure were Part of the big Twitter exodus that actually filled the Fediverse with people that weren't socialists. That was one of them, yes. One of the big ones, for sure.
2: Yeah, there was uh, two servers that were CLion.club and uh, FreezePeach.xyz, and those were explicitly for that purpose.
0: That's where those people went, specifically.
2: Didn't you eventually come into ownership of those servers when the admins advocated? The the owner got doxxed, and it turns out that they apparently were not female and not without sex offender status, I guess you might say. Wow. Uh, And they basically didn't want it anymore. And there was an interest on our side of those people not losing their home. So we, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Robeck and I took it over and uh, eventually what happened was, is that I had backups, but here's the critical part. I did not have off server backups. And the server, won- the servers went away. Yeah, the box died and was irretrievable, and the websites were just gone at that point. And that's we we gained some users uh, from that. We, un- it's it's a sad way to get new users, but uh-huh. yeah, we got some got some users from from that. But our rules are kind of different from theirs, like because we don't allow doxing and they did allow doxing.
0: It wasn't quite a good fit for some of the people. They probably went on their own adventure Shit. elsewhere.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's servers now that cater to that if, if people want to do it. Well, I'm trying to
0: shit post, right. you see. <laughs> shit what?
3: Yeah, and I was like, true shit. You're on Shitposting Club right now. While chatting with, and then I was like, at Moon. You know how many people have Moon in their name? And how none of them fuck.
0: <laughs> Look for the one that doesn't have a server in the end. That's the local user.
2: <laughs> none of those.
0: You, you can't miss him. His profile picture is a Moomin with a hazmat suit on.
2: Because I, I well it used to be I used to be a different handle, but now I'm just moon.
0: Right. Don't worry about it. Just send it to my wife instead.
2: There's actually a bug related to that. So that's probably probably the cause. It ain't perfect, but it's free. Damn it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's just there's a few things here and there. It's not like like world rending crisis bugs like they used to have.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there's anyone out there that pretends Twitter is perfect. I mean, it's it's got its bugs, its issues, too. It keeps resetting my fucking formatting settings. I swear to God, if I have to log into Twitter one more time to see fucking light theme on, I'm going to throw a hissy fit.
0: Dude, with um the Pleroma default uh interface, which, by the way, you can fucking switch them out for God knows how many alternatives that exist. People keep making them. We don't even have them all on our server. But, like, with the default, you can change. I, I changed, like, my background picture, and I, like, changed to, like, one of, like, like Mono from Shitposter Love. he made a couple themes that are really nice and they're baked in by default. You don't have to load it from an external site. And like I have this nun that's like dark and I, I changed the, the, the purple to yellow and I have like a cool like uh, what's the word? Not low res, not low poly, low poly, high contrast picture of like 2B from your Automata. And it's just chef's kiss. Like it's fucking perfect. It is aesthetically pleasing. I, you mostly post on my phone, but when I am at my computer, it's very enjoyable. But it is based on browser cookies. If I switch web browsers, it would be the default again. But the default is set by Moon. <laughs> like I believe the the default is like a like a cityscape background, and it's like got like a dark theme.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's the default theme, but I changed the background, so oh, okay, uh, it was pretty nice. I liked it. So
0: I remember our GNU social like default had like a bunch of Comic Sans everywhere, and I missed that.
2: There was a well, oh yeah, so that was one of the things we did was um, there was a Bernie Sanders bot. That would just post Bernie Sanders tweets. So I use CSS to make all of his tweets be in uh, uppercase with uh, Comic Sans. (laughs) It seemed like kind of the way he would talk if he used Twitter for real. Why is it that the Republicans?
0: Yeah, I I, I can see it. So wait a minute. I have a question. I have a question. So there's a running joke in the Fediverse that I never quite understood. I just kind of laughed along because it was funny. But people keep referring to Bernie Sanders not by name, but it's like, you know, I heard he was a senator. And they talk about him like he died. Yeah, and they keep doing it. What What is the genesis of that meme? Like, I missed the bus on that one.
2: I actually don't know, but we've been doing it forever now. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that Hawk. started that, but that was uh, uh, one of the users, one of the edgy users that was on free speech. Oh, okay. And she, I'm pretty sure that she originated that, but yeah, we actually, yeah, we did some memes about that. I'd be like, oh, turn on the TV, you know,
0: there was a car accident. I heard he was a
2: senator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like if any place caught on fire, they'd be like, be like, I heard that Bernie was vacationing and whatever, you know, I hope he's okay.
0: <laughs> it's just, it just, it would never stop. And I was like, every time I hear like news of like, you know, someone might've died. It's like, this is a fucking Bernie Sanders joke, isn't it? And it fucking every time
2: <laughs> without fail,
0: it was funny. Like, ah. Uh.
2: <laughs> At this point it's just self perpetuating. Like it's just yeah. funny just to hear it again. Yeah. I-, I always like it when instances
0: have like recurring jokes and and theming and stuff. Like it's always a tragedy, even if it's a Mastodon server, it's always a tragedy when a server dies. No one likes to see it. Yeah. The I mean, I've I'm guilty of like, you know, telling them I told you so. Right? I've said that about some Mastodon servers that block way too many things and their users get bored. I can name a few, like, that have died. I'm not gonna, but Mm -hmm. it happens it's a real thing like if you block so much content imagine a new user who's new to the fediverse arrives and they pick your server and you block like a hundred servers that's full of meaningful content and people that will actually reply to you and all you get is tech bro mastodon and uh horseshoe far left mastodon um and every post you make is a fucking risk
1: (laughs) yeah ultimately it's it's the same type of thing when people on twitter hit you with like that you know hundred thousand plus block list that includes like a bunch of People uh-huh. that post frequently, it's like, who the fuck are you gonna follow? Like celebrities that just post fucking self promotion shit all the day, all day. Like, that's
0: why the fuck are you even using social media at that point? Could you imagine a Twitter where there's you and everyone else is a blue check mark, <laughs> and that's all you can reply to, and they never reply to you? I would <laughs> probably lose my. That's sanity. what those Mastodon servers are like, and I don't blame anyone for leaving them. And that's the problem with the Mastodon servers and the metrics, because in 2017 all those media outlets said in concert, Twitter without Nazis, fucking join today. Claim your username now, right? Even though that's not how it fucking works.
2: Yeah, and I mean, like, obviously, if anyone can create a server, it's not going to be free of bad people for long.
0: Right. like, (laughs) I remember seeing users on mastodon.social, the flagship instance with like links to their Gab accounts, and they go unbanned because nobody checks their bios and they don't post anything that breaks the rules. right? Right. But as soon as you discover that and someone like points it out they get immediately banned because they want that that crowd right but like for example in the metrics like in fediverse.network there are mastodon servers with like six figure user counts like to name one octodon social right yeah early mastodon instance had a ton of users, they close registrations after a while active users. I mean, there's a count on their front page of active users, but that's not trustworthy using the whole known network tab. We federate with them. They don't, they block us, but like, I can see like they have like a dozen active users, maybe mm-hmm. two dozen, they do not have 600,000 users. I mean, right. in total they do, but they're all derelict accounts, but their admin throws their weight around in the GitHub issues and what have you all the Mastodon internal discourse, like, Hey. I'm one of your mega servers. You should cater to my needs for my 12 users. I mean, 600,000. And it's like, what are you on about? But then that's what the number says. You can't argue. Like, they really did have that many users in total, but they're all derelict. And you can't really prove it. It's just obvious.
2: Yeah, nobody's talking.
0: Yeah, whereas, like, with the Pleroma servers, yeah, like, a Nymphediverse network doesn't display our metrics correctly, but it shows that we have three figures of, like, total users. But that's probably really fucked because we converted from GNU Social, right? So...
2: Oh, that part's intact. Uh, I think it it might be four. It's either three or four, but it's it's maybe it's around some it's either, hundred. It's either yeah. 600 or 1600. I don't remember. Probably 600. <laughs> it's a big fucking
0: difference. Man. Yeah,
2: <laughs> there's a six in there.
0: <laughs> Your database, probably more accurate than some website. But yeah. uh, point being active users, though, if you look at the public timeline for ShipPoster Club, there's quite a few voices. Maybe we have two dozen as well, right? Yeah. Maybe we have more. Doesn't that then make us equal to Octodon.social inactivity? Except their posts don't get retweets because they're all meta bullshit and uninteresting yeah. shit. Whereas, you know, I could post a picture of a fucking cacodemon Demon and get like a hundred retweets. It doesn't matter, right? Mm-hmm. I I've cornered the market on cacodemon Demon memes. I don't know if you know <laughs> this, but I did. It's it was unintentional too. Like I um I had that picture that Mike drew for the comic that never happened about our Minecraft adventures, right? That was my profile picture forever. And then like GNU Social, uh, I I don't think GNU Social supported moving pictures as avatars, but
2: there was a way, there was a way to do it, but yeah.
0: Right. So Pleroma supported it out the gate, though early on you had to use like a command line thing to do it, but later they made it so you could do it in the GUI. And I had uh, a bunch of GIFs that I thought were, would make great profile pictures and I ended up going with that one really funny 4chan picture of the demon spinning ridiculously fast. Yeah. Because I thought, this is a humorous picture. What people would do on 4chan when they are in a Doom thread, they would spoiler an image, so you have to click through to see it. But it's like a spinning demon. It's like, ha, ah, gotcha, right? Like, it's, it's funny. And then Doom memes became more popular organically. It got weird. Early on, demon memes were just a thing. And then the spinning demon I thought, was really endearing. And I made it my profile picture. And then people, like, they they took notice because it, it's spinning so goddamn fast that it lags their web browser.
1: <laughs> oh, that's always a good time. <laughs> right.
0: I, I had it on Discord as well when I, the, the brief like month I had Discord Nitro before all that furry shit came out to, to, to truth, right? And I immediately canceled my Discord Nitro. But I, I did dabble with Discord Nitro and I had the same picture there because but it was really cool in Discord because it's like a cacodemon demon facing forward, and then if you hover over my post, it animates. I thought that was cool as shit. I kind of wish Plurima would do that, where the, it animates on hover rather than all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe that should be an option you can check because I think that would be cool. I wish it would be default because I th- I think that's a cool aesthetic. But uh, one day Ship Poster Club lost all of its pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And what happened was is I didn't have that Kakko Demon picture on me, so I was like, oh, I'll just do breakdancing Cyrax from his friendship in Mortal Kombat 3. And uh and then people were like, Oh, I didn't realize it was you.
1: You became the Keiko Demon.
0: I was stuck with it. I was like, I have brand recognition under a spinning fucking Kako Demon. I, I can't change it now. People didn't recognize who I was. <laughs> and so I had to embrace it. That's why I started like I doubled down on the Doom memes because it was like the spinning demon is my profile picture. And then everywhere else, my profile picture is a different aesthetically pleasing still images of demons mm-hmm. everywhere.
1: I just embraced it. I was like, I have to now. It's like me back when I used to have a Santa hat and literally all my images all year round because I was too lazy to fucking change it.
0: You had a profile picture and you got a Christmas version of it and then you just <laughs> yeah, never fucking changed it's it. I remember too lazy. Yeah. So Moon, what about your history with profile pictures? I mean, The moonman was cool, and then in some other places you have like this, like man in the moon look. Like, what what is the genesis of your your profile pictures? Because it's there's a theme here.
2: I I like the moon. I think it's neat. It's like just hanging there, and it's cool looking. And uh, I just was really interested in all stuff stuff related to it. Yeah, it's got interesting interesting mythology surrounding it. So I kind of created it out of that. So originally my username was Moonman, and uh, that has the same name Uh as a as a racist rapper.
0: yeah i uh i did explain this to victim and sarge ahead of time i'm like i should probably tell them (laughs) (laughs)
1: you don't even remember no my my brain does not function uh very very far in the future
2: and that actually came from ytmnd also which was that they had these uh those old mac tonight mcdonald's commercials where they had a man on the moon playing the piano and he sounded like
0: like Microsoft Sam?
2: Well, no, but they they added this Microsoft Sam. It's it a different one, it's like ATT something, of of a voice, and they did a YTMND where it was a loop of him playing the piano and then just saying the N-word over and over and over again. <laughs> and okay, so I'm sorry, but it was it's about the funniest fucking thing I ever seen. It was a different time, YTMND, like you know. It was terrible, but I mean it was just so was just like over the top, you know?
0: I remember the nineties, I remember the tens and, and the zero zeros. Like there was edgy humor on the television, like the whitest yeah. kids, you know, was kind of edgy. God, I miss them. You can't make those skits anymore. But I watched them when they were new and laughed. Is that yeah. wrong?
1: No, no, it's not. wrong. I mean, I, I I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. I, I feel like I probably have. I, I, had a, I had a black friend back in high school and we used to make black jokes all the time, but, like not not behind his back, but while well, he wasn't around, we weren't trying to we just try not to be mean to him. Um, but he, he overheard us one day and, and we we're like, Oh dude, we're so fucking sorry. Don't don't worry about it, we'll stop kinda of deal. And he's like, No, 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 tell me these jokes. So we're like, Okay, and we told him the jokes and he you know, he spun right back around and said some white jokes that we didn't even didn't even cross our minds that you can make white jokes. I'm like, Holy fuck. These are a thing. <laughs> and you know, we kinda like he was just like, Yeah, dude, It's like d- as long as you're not being like assholes about it or dickheads or there's no hate behind it, just fucking own it and have fun. Obviously, much different time. Like, that was, like, over 10 years ago. But, yeah, no, it's, it's just one of those moments where, like, shit like that was funny because, I don't know, I think, to me, I thought it was funny because we're looking at it from the opposite side. I didn't actually think that a black guy couldn't support a family or was a, a bucket of poop or whatever, but, like,
0: but it was a stereotype and stereotypes can be yeah, fine.
1: It was funny cuz it was unrealistic, it was over the top.
2: Right.
0: It, yeah. Yeah. It's like uh that's obviously not true, but that's the stereotype whatever, right? Like uh like there's a stereotype that well hold on. There's there's this like a stereotype that Irish people drink a lot and then you get like an Irish friend that like can't hold his liquor and it's like you're not Irish. And it's like
3: Yeah, Gabriel Iglesias has a good example of the uh if it's funny type thing. Yeah, uh, you most everybody has probably heard it. it's the racist gift basket i've not okay, heard this one so
0: do i need to go watch a special are you qualified to retell it oh i'm, I, I'm yeah, qualified I do to that. give
3: you the rundown okay, okay. so <laughs> he hears his other comic buddy is in town his comic buddy's black he's gabriel iglesias okay, i know the guy so yeah. he's with uh another one of his buddies who are often in his story and they're like let's go see him and then they're like but oh, we need to bring him something and they walk in and they don't know what they're gonna bring him right they're like we we're we're gonna bring him something we're gonna bring him some dumb gift so they walk into the store and the store has this display of gift baskets and it just hits him and he's like let's fill it with a bunch of stereotypical black stuff so they went and they got like fried chicken watermelon purple kool-aid and stuff and they brought it to him and he was like you motherfucker. But then he came back and was like, I'm taking it, though. Like, like I like, I want this. <laughs> I mean, all three of those things are fucking amazing. Who doesn't like
0: Purple Kool-Aid? Like,
3: yeah, but I mean, there was, there was clearly yeah. more than that. Perp. Like, they filled a yeah. gift basket, but just everything, they were like, what do black people get ragged on about? Yeah. And they were like, well, you know, it'd be like if... You brought me a gift basket, and we like, here, have some suntan, or sun lotion. And I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck. Bring you some
0: clogs. And mayonnaise.
3: Yeah, like white bread. <laughs> white bread. White, white bread, bread and mayonnaise. Bagels, uh. mayonnaise, and fucking sunscreen. Like, here you go.
0: I'm pale as snow, but, like, I hate all those things. Like, I don't even like mayonnaise. Yeah, you're weird. I you're can't like, do it. Like, geez, I hate mayonnaise, too. You, i like, with you. I am lactose intolerant, and I can't eat <laughs> cheese physically, so...
3: You're only lactose intolerant because you didn't fucking eat cheese
1: or drink milk. <laughs> High intake cheese, like it's a fucking, like, a full meal
0: on its own. It's good stuff. I really, I, I, I fucking missed out because, you know, there was, a, there was a period in our lives, a good, like, two years, maybe more, where Destiny co-owned a pizzeria that made really dope pizza. I had to take, like, lactate pills to even eat it but like they had some really crazy flavors like they had this like taco pizza that's like spicy she co-owned
3: yeah. a pizzeria yeah.
0: what happened was is uh she worked part-time as a delivery driver at this place uh where we live and uh the owner fled the country for tax fraud and then the rest of the the workers i guess one of them was a co-owner they're like well let's make it a co-op and then was they, his name yoshi no it, it, they did all the paperwork they kept the same building and it's like, we're a co-op now, but they did their paperwork wrong and they like got shut down. And then they did it again and they had a new name. And then I can't say what its name was or I'd get doxxed, right? But like they made a new one and they all were co-owners because they couldn't afford workers. And as co-owners, like you could take home less than minimum wage because you own the, the the store, right? So uh, eventually the it, it did not la- that strategy did not last more than a year because it's not legal. They tried to make it work and they tried to make things get by. Eventually the owners started dropping out one by one. And then, and she was one of the people that dropped out until there was only one owner left. They had two stores. They made their own bread. They had really cool flavors, like the taco pizza, like I explained. There was one they called the Flying Pig, which was just nothing but pork, like it sounds not normal. It sounds normal, like something you could probably get from Pizza Hut.
3: You should have just encouraged her to keep going and been like, it's Game of Thrones. It's Game of Thrones. Eventually, it's all yours. We had
0: not seen Game of Thrones by that point. That was before season three.
1: Unfortunate,
3: dude. I jumped you, on you, the Game
0: of Thrones oh. fran- uh, train at season three. and She then could have
1: been Jon Snow.
0: We didn't know he was going to survive to the end at the first. Whatever. Like <laughs> the, the point is, is that it wasn't paying the bills, and I was currently a student employee working at an IT help desk at a college at the time, right? True. My career was young. I had not yet got a job at Seattle where money was better. And I was only allowed to work 19 and a half hours a week because of some weird government rule. Because that's just how student employee life is. I think they do it to make it so it's not gainfully employment because they don't want people to do it forever. Because as a prerequisite, you must be a student and must be taking classes and paying for them. And there were people who were like, this is the only job I can get. I'm just going to keep taking classes so I can keep working. There were a couple of people who were like that, and they had been there for years. And I'm like, how, do, how could you afford this? But the classes they were taking were like those weird, like one credit, like karate bullshit. And I was like,
2: this is not a way to live. <laughs> I, uh, I was going to a, a state university, a public university, years and years ago. And I had actually left chain schools, graduated, gotten a job back in the same town where I used to go to college. It was 12 years later. And there was a guy in the newspaper, in the school newspaper, because the school newspaper is all over the town, Because to the university oh. town. This guy who was in the paper, and he was old when I was at the university, 12 years later, was still writing for the paper.
0: Oh my God. Like he was still there. Those, those jobs are not supposed to be long-term. Man, that job was wild though. Like, let me tell you. there. So I was an IT help desk technician, right? Basically, I worked with all the faculty and office and admin people, right? Because they all had their own computer in their own office or cubicle if they're not prestigious. And during the summers, I would work with the other side, the IT shop, and work on the classrooms, which had labs of computers. So uh, there was, it was 2012. I remember because it was the Mayan calendar day, right? Which made it even funnier. There was a disaster where we used a tool called Microsoft something or other. What was it called? It, it lets you manage a network.
1: I mean, it was a Microsoft program. And that's, that's, that's enough for me to realize that it's going to be a disaster. Uh,
0: yeah. Basically, it's 2012. We're upgrading all the computers from Windows XP to 7. Because <laughs> they were all on XP in 2012, which is disgusting. Because at that point, XP was like, what, 12 years old? Of course, 7 is now older than 12 years, and some people still use 7, which is also sad. But I don't blame them. Windows 10 is a shit show. So, the Config managers. basically, you make a group, and you put a single computer in it, and then you send Windows 7 to it. And it would, like install it and convert all your files and shit. It was a cool way. but Basically, it was a whole process where we schedule with the faculty. It was during the break. Most of them didn't work a whole lot or they could be away. And we would back up all their shit just in case. And then we basically flashed their computer to Windows 7. We took a bunch of screenshots. We would fucking arrange their icons like how they like it. Reset their password and log wow. in as them so we could do these actions. It was a, it was a white glove service, right? Because these faculty, they, they wouldn't upgrade to Windows 7 if we didn't do this. <laughs> they're that picky because they're not tech savvy i mean
1: them. i'm somewhat tech savvy and i still don't want to fucking upgrade so i mean
0: right so what happened was is the staff guy they didn't let the student employees do the flashing the staff guy like he moved the one computer into a group and flashed it but uh he screwed that up <laughs> and it flashed every computer even though they weren't backed up
1: so he got fired right
0: and there was a special event going on because it was like winter break and it was like this event where we all eat potatoes it was weird they called it Spudfest. Yeah, that sounds like the end of the world. <laughs> in the cafeteria on the Mayan calendar day in 2012, eating potatoes with the rest of the staff that isn't on vacation. And I just remember the the IT upper upper uh, management running in saying, hey, come with me right now. Unplug every computer. And we went room to room unplugging computers to try to save their hard drives as every computer, including our email servers. And all, all the servers in the server oh, got geez. flashed yeah oh jesus they all Christ. got flashed with uh windows 7 enterprise uh
1: <laughs> well that's a big rip
0: it's a good thing all of our emails are backed up to like some offsite bullshit for freedom of information act requests or else we wouldn't have recovered them <laughs> but like it was a nightmare and it took like we it took months to fix for some reason the college because this was 2012 trust in open source was not great at the public university at the public college right so recover the open source software made by Piriform, the people that made Crap Cleaner and Specky, right, Crap Cleaner is probably the the industry standard of hard drive recovery for Windows software wise, right? And they ended up going with some paid bullshit. They bought a site license for for a few grand that is not as good as Recover and was actually quite bad uh, because Recover is open source and we can't use it. That was some horse shit. <laughs> But I had to recover all the files. I had to open
2: every file to make sure it wasn't corrupted. I had worked at a place around uh, 2000 2006 that was like that, and we the only reason because we were we were an AIX shop. We just used <laughs> IBM AIX all the way through. We had these big RS6000 machines, and uh, the only thing that got them to switch was we compared a 200,000 dollars computer to a Dell Power Edge. And it beat the pants mm-hmm. off of the off of the $200,000 machine. Then, wow. That was only then did they, it was run, running Java, you know, like Java Enterprise, uh, J2E stuff. Uh, only then did they consent to switching because of the enormous cost savings. That's so sad. <laughs> I mean, there are great machines. They're really great machines if you're giving them the right type of workload, like they ran SAS on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you're running SAS on them or you're running Oracle on them and they run great. They're really great. Mm-hmm. They're worth the money. I wish I was yeah. using them for Bitcoin mining back then.
0: But uh That would have been fucking sweet.
2: I'll edit this part out because I don't want to dox myself, but like
0: so at my current job with It smells like something's burning. And then it turns out, oh, the data center is on almost on fire. It's like smoky. And like they had to like get some chillers and a bunch of like tubes that like go into the room and mm-hmm. It was a fucking nightmare.
1: Wait, you, you're telling me the computer's overheated
0: that hard? Oh yeah. It's a data center.
1: Oh no no no. Okay, that's. I'm They're trying, loud. Sorry, I, I was just trying to make sure Do that you I not understand how servers work. <laughs> I was gonna say because that's that's the same thing that happened to me on a, on a very smaller scale when I lost my. I used to have like a window fan that was acting like an air conditioner, and when it broke, my computer shot up like 20 degrees. I was like, holy fuck.
2: i heard a story about a guy who was bitcoin mining inside of his apartment and uh he was in there he had like just like stacks and stacks of like video cards and machines running basically like his air conditioner broke while he was asleep and then uh he got brain damage oh my god (laughs) it's just a terrible story but oh my gosh
0: that's insane i remember my old boss he um was talking about bitcoin mining apparently he like loaded up his basement he like squandered his his sign on bonus and his like all of his RSUs on a Bitcoin farm. And he was like, This machine makes like like this many dollars an hour, this machine makes this many Because it's like power consumption versus coins right. mined. And yeah. he's like, This one this one's mining Ethereum, this one's mining Monero, this one's just Bitcoin proper, this one's Bcash. And I was like, What have you done? <laughs> Speaking of Bitcoin, I don't know fuck about Bitcoin, but I want to hear you talk about ten grands. Oh, sure. Let's hear about 10 grand. Uh These two, Victim and Sarge, have no fucking clue what I'm talking I've about. I've actually never right. heard of
2: this. So we, uh, uh, myself and uh, Robeck, RW, Rowebeck World, we have a token on a cryptocurrency. It's not on Ethereum, but it's on a, a, a clone of Ethereum called Ubik. And our token is called 10 Grands. And the reason why we are on Ubik is because it acts exactly like Ethereum, but it is cheaper, which has become a very important thing right now, because right now transactions on the Ethereum network are anywhere from 10 to 100 dollars damn because of stuff going on that's too long to get into but uh, uh but other than that it's, it functionally works like ethereum so we created our token on that because it was easier to exchange and move around and the the origin of it is that uh, Robeck was talking to someone and the person had said you owe me 10 grand because he had misspelled 10 grand so we were like why don't we just why don't we just make a cryptocurrency called 10 grand and then pay him in that just as a joke. So we uh, made the cryptocurrency and then did that. And I don't, th- I don't know if the guy found it funny or not. Probably not. But uh, uh, we created it and we started making videos for it and uh, marketing it. And the idea behind it was it was a community token. I've pitched it to other people before in the cryptocurrency field. And uh, most of them are not interested because it doesn't make money. Although we were uh, listed on an internal pre-release pre exchange. And now a 10 grand is, uh, grand is worth about 25 cents. At current exchange rate, that's a complete fluke. But I, right. I have thirteen my, of them. <laughs> I can say that my my cryptocurrency is actually worth has actually been worth money for a very short period of time. But yeah, we made the we made videos for it. We made websites, and we have a t- we have a Discord where we've got a bunch of memes and
0: they weren't just videos. You you uh, you got some Fiverr guy that was like famous, right? Yep,
2: uh, his name's uh, Voiceover Pete. Oh shit! And okay, he yeah. did our videos for us, and he knocked it out of the park. Yeah, so he did he did a video for us, and then uh, after, so we we uh our number one device for exchanging this though is a, is a Discord bot. We have a Discord bot where you can invite it into your community and then tip people with it back and forth. But then you have the ability to withdraw it to a crypto wallet because it's an actual cryptocurrency that's the thing that always gets people is they're like wait a minute this thing's an actual cryptocurrency they just thought it was a joke you know just just passing it back and forth but it's like no it's actually on a blockchain
0: yeah like it's like a karma plug-in for like a community you can make money like i have 13 10 grand but it's in the bots database table i have not extracted it to a wallet of right. my ownership i don't have such a wallet i may never get one
2: it is a custodial wallet I can still tip people
0: because it's keeping track of how much coins belong to me. Uh, I just haven't cashed them out,
2: right? So as long as they're in that bot, they're they're susceptible to thievery. But uh, you 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 withdraw them to a crypto wallet, and they are yours forever. That that whatever little thing that they are. Own so we we did that we did that for we started that night. What year did we start that? I think it was late two thousand and sixteen or maybe early two thousand and seventeen. then got the idea, so I made an evil version of it called uh, Snargo One, which is ten grands backwards the <laughs> The original, the original ten grands. There's only fifteen thousand of them, and they're divisible to eighteen decimal points. So there's only there's there's a limited amount, but they can they can be divided up quite a bit. You know, chopped and chopped into bits. The uh, Snargo one. There's like hundred and fifty trillion. There's quite a few, uh, and we just made that one as a joke, and people were tipping that thing like crazy. That ended up being worth a little bit of money too, but. That's so wild. It wasn't that liquid is the reason, but yeah, so we've been doing it for a while now, and then I created a Fediverse bot to, uh, to, so you could tip people on the Fediverse and that's how you have yours.
0: That's, that's where I got mine. I think you gave me like, uh, 10 or 20 coins to start. Yeah. And then when people post like good content, uh, well, I haven't done it so much recently, but when it first, well, not first, like when you first set up the bot, did you have an old bot for the Feddy?
2: No, I didn't. This is, that's the, this oh, is okay. the existing one. It's the only one
0: you made a Fetty bot for this. And I remember um, I was like tipping people for making good content. I originally tipped over zealously because I was like, oh, one, 10 grand isn't much. And I was like, wait, I can subdivide this to 64 decimal places. I'm tipping too much. Right. I'm going to be broke. I'm like not even in the top ten anymore, but like you can beg the bot once per day and it'll give you like a fraction of a coin. Uh, and then you actually made like a little RPG.
2: Yeah. So I made a I made a, another bot on the Fediverse where it would post an image of a monster and then make a little funny phrase for it, and then you would emote sort of the way the way you can do uh, emoji reactions on Discord. Ploroma lets you do emoji reactions on posts and different emoji would have a different effect on the monster where only certain emoji would cause it to damage the monster and the monster would have hit points. So if the monster had 5 hit points, then it would take 5 people to do a particular emote on that post and then you would win and then it would give out a little bit of 10 grand and subdivide it among everybody who participated with the correct with the correct emote and it was it's very very simple and very easy to game was fun and there was nothing like that on the fediverse at that point
0: yeah and pleroma had not recently but like previously implemented like a bell icon like kind of like youtube like if you click it on a on a user's profile every time they post not reply to somebody but posted original post uh, you'll get a notification, as though they are replying to you. I use that like for my wife's account. Like that's, I, I get every post right away. Uh, I did it for this bot, so like every time it posted, because it's right kind of random. I was, I was right there. Because if you're not, if you don't get in, like as soon as it runs out of health, it's going to reward everyone that participated, not you.
2: <laughs> oh, somebody made a bot where it played automatically, and that kind of sucked the fun out of it, and I took it down.
0: Oh, that sucks. But I remember like you made a bunch of them based on people that were popular on the Fetty, and you made a couple that were just like references to other things.
2: My I think my favorite one was the Karen. Like Oh yeah. <laughs> that was the first one. Yeah, I uh, took a picture of Nancy Grace and then uh edited her in a dungeon <laughs> and uh It's like a cave
0: background. It's like a wild Nancy appears and you have to What was the kill emojis? I forget. Like
2: Uh you patrolled the Karen. Yeah,
0: that's what it says when you beat her, and it's like a skeleton with the yeah, hair, with the I, Nancy I Grace the
2: Nancy Grace hair on a on a skeleton, and that was fun. And it it looks shitty, so that was the fun part of it.
0: The the bot replies with an image reply uh, after it's dead or if it escapes, and that the, the image like changes, so you get to see the defeated. Like one of them was like a wild cacodemon demon appears, and you had like some humorous like sublines of like I don't know what this cacodemon demon is doing here, but he looks angry, and then like the the demon melting like sprite is the death screen, which was really funny.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think one of them was like, "I don't want to generalize," but he looks mad, or <laughs> something like that. I don't want to generalize then, like, so, about cockadeemons. demons.
0: Yeah, so my uh, so Destiny, my wife, she uh, her, her profile pictures on everything is a character from Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Who, if you played it in English, her name is Pandora. And one of the ones you made was of the the sprite of that character. And you're like, you know, wild irony appears. And to defeat it, you have to emoji react with the, the baby icon. We have two kids, and it keeps her super busy. It's like. The main reason why she doesn't post more often is because she has to deal with the kids. Because I'm usually working, right? And you edited a picture of it with like two of the the boss baby, freaking yeah. 3D looking cursed <laughs> babies, and it's like you you I forget the phrase. I, well, it was like bizified or something like yeah, made busy. It was hilarious. She thought it was hilarious.
2: It was great. I like I like the people appreciate that. I've had a I've I've done kind of stuff like that over the years. Y- years ago, I'd made some. I don't think anybody will dox me from this, but. I made, like, Wikipedia, when it first started out, they had a contest just for, like, making uh, logos. So I just made a bunch of fake ones that were just, <laughs> like, I, I, I took, like, a McDonald's logo and I switched it so it was a w like, flipped it upside <laughs> it down. It was, so, like, McDonald's. one billion unfinished articles served. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Add one right. Oh I got I had one, a picture of Charles Manson and said, Charles says, anyone can write Wikipedia <laughs> I just and I just made a bunch of those. And I remember the, the, there was two founders of Wikipedia. And the one guy was like, I don't think any of these are funny. <laughs> like everybody else is like, shut up.
0: I bet it was the one that's still there. Not the one that quit <laughs> it was probably yeah. the one that said that to you. Yeah. Larry,
2: Larry, Larry Sanger. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Larry Sanger is the one that, that bailed out. Yeah. He made like a competing version. Cause he thought Wikipedia should be vetted by experts. Yeah. What, what a concept. And then the other guy was like, "No information is free. It should just be contributed." Yeah, and Jimbo, stolen.
2: Jimbo Wales. Yeah, Jimbo Wales. Yeah. I found Wikipedia because they had a search engine called Bomus, and Bomus was a really great search engine for finding porn. And so, <laughs> uh, uh, but then one day on the top of Bomus, where the where the ad was, they had a thing that uh-huh. said, "Hey, we're writing a free encyclopedia. Come and help." So I clicked on it. And that was like 2001, I and mean, I was writing for for encyclopedia, Wikipedia. That's how I found it because of porn. Amazing! I was one of the first editors. There was like there was like 200 articles or somewhere. I was when I first started out. That was before they had the media Wiki software, so all our edits are still mm-hmm. there, but they're listed wrong.
0: There's a lot of things on the internet that make me feel old because I'm getting old. But like I was young when Wikipedia came out, like 2001. You, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was in college doing student work in 2012. You could probably imagine. Mm-hmm. I am approaching 30. Not there yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was born in the wonderful year of
2: 1992.
0: <laughs> two years older than you. Uh, that probably doesn't make you feel very good though.
2: <laughs>
3: sorry. Not one, two.
0: I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little older than that. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, that's fucking hilarious. Ah, I can't think of anything else to ask now. And we've been going for like an hour and a half. I guess we can get through the rest of this agenda. So, sure. So vict- right. let's talk. Victim, I, I want to talk to you about something. So... I have a surprise for you. It's an intervention. Are you aware? You're not. It's a trick question. Uh but are you aware that people still make shooting games?
1: I mean, they they think they do.
0: Cuz you, you complain time and time again that uh modern shooters aren't for you, which is fair. I don't and and the new shit with the kids with the battle royales definitely not for you.
1: I just I generally right? can't do it. I've tried I put an, I put hours in, but
0: I feel like um, it's wrong to use the phrase retro shooter. It's just shooter. The other kinds are modern shooters and battle royales. But humor me for a minute. Retro shooters. I'm gonna stop calling them that. They're having a bit of a renaissance right now, and I feel like you're ignoring it.
1: I kind of am. It, you're You're talking about like Dusk, Gloomwood,
0: uh, Ultra Kill. Dusk, Gloomwood, Ultra Kill. Those are new on the horizon, right? But like, those are new games. There are older. Ga- I mean, Dusk is already out. Yeah, it's
1: been over. Three months now, I think.
0: People are still fucking making mods for Doom. And then like Slipgate. That's cool. Uh fucking War Fork is out, which is also good. Um, there's more, but I don't remember. I wrote it down. One second. Like a medieval. Oh, yeah. That game is like heretic. That game's already out. I bought it the other day on sale. Like, uh, it's not just about the games on the horizon. There's there's games that already exist that aren't dusk, though Dusk is very good that exist and you could play them today. And they're the kind of shooter games that you would like.
1: I've watched the devs. It's funny. I watched, uh, I think it was origin PC. One of their social media dudes does like Twitch streaming. I I watched him play through a chunk of Dusk, And you're right. I probably would really love it. I have no idea
0: why I haven't picked them up yet. You know what else you would love that you you haven't played? Doom? Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal. Yeah. Hell, you'd probably like Doom 3 if you um, held down the control button and (laughs) ran the whole time. Because I don't know why that's not fucking default. They fixed it in the expansion Resurrection of Evil, which doesn't try to scare you and is way faster paced. That's what the original game should have been, Yeah, by the the way.
1: The horror aspect of it would fucking
0: get to me after a bit. Yeah. So, so dear listeners, if you bought into the meme that Doom 3 is a bad game, don't play Doom 3 and play Doom 3 Resurrection of Evil, it'll change your mind. But yeah, like, there's like this renaissance happening of of those kinds of shooting games. And I feel like you're ignoring it. And it's on my mind, because today and yesterday was the Realms Deep conference. And during this conference, it was like E3, but just for those kind of games. And they showed some bad games. Don't get me wrong. It's not like... There is an abundant amount of quality like there's a couple of them that just look like th- that are actually literally GZ Doom mods that are being repackaged on Steam. That's a thing. But that's how shooters used to be made like a lot of like they called them Doom clones back in the day before they called them first person shooters because they were literally Doom mods that were released I mean, as full games because Doom's engine was open source.
1: Because like originally it wasn't like Wolfenstein also the same thing.
0: Wolfenstein came before Doom.
1: Oh was it before Doom? Okay.
0: Yeah so there was Return to Castle of Wolfenstein which was this weird ass 2D game. And then uh, Wolfenstein 3D was the first like first person shooter that it made. It looks a lot like Doom because they made Doom right after that. Um, but Doom was like way better, like engine wise. And that engine was open source. You'd be better off remaking Wolfenstein 3D in Doom's engine because Wolfenstein had like three guns and it ran Relatively,
1: like shit. It, at this point, you might as well just play the, uh, the actual 3D version of the game. The, the, the one they released like later on on PS1. It's it's basically the same game in terms of like what's happening. It just looks more like a well, I say modern. It's still old as fuck at this point, but a much more modern game. I, I didn't even know they made it. Yeah, game. I think it's PS one. News to me. It's old, very very old. Or you can also play the Windows ninety eight uh, thing that Splash Damage made as well. Uh, I st- I wish that would work on on older or er, older newer. Sorry, she's going backwards here. Newer computers because it just fries when you try to play them on. Like if I were to boot up. Uh, Wolfenstein in enemy territory, it would just fry and
0: it would die. You know, speaking of splash damage, did you hear the news? Like, splash damage, as well as a couple other studios, such as Digital Extremes, are owned by a company called Lay You. And fucking today, Lay You was acquired by Tencent. Oh, that's not good. That sucks. That's that's yikes. That's bad for Warframe. (laughs) That's
1: horrible. (laughs) Potentially. Well, I mean, not really. Tencent would like move in and they'd be like, oh, you guys are already working as we want. And they would probably like walk out and they wouldn't really give a shit. I mean, the only difference. Is, like, yeah, I mean, money going to 10 cent.
0: Yeah, which kind of blows. But like, I'll have my eye out for if they fuck it up because I did play that most recent update. It was really good. But I after I finished the story, I haven't gone back. But that's not because I didn't like it. It's because I haven't actually sat in front of my computer for very long. Yeah, I'm here now because I wanted to record this episode. I, I'm really thrilled that Moon is here. Like, as we haven't had a guest in a long time. I tried to get another person on as well, but he wasn't available. I, I will happily have that guy on at another time yeah yeah not to call you out or anything but this is an intervention you should play some of these fucking shooter games at least you could play doom 2016 and doom eternal there's no excuse like you listen to the soundtrack
1: no i i, I listen to it all the time i like literally every day at least one track i pop up i'm like all right time to listen to this doom soundtrack.
2: <laughs> and you
1: haven't played it
2: yeah i don't know i don't know what it is i think it hurts me inside man uh, i'm the same way i was gonna say i'm the same way and doom eternal looked really good to me
1: I think it's just a little ruined on shooters because I didn't even, I have I don't even have master chief collection. I've been fucking bitching and moaning about getting that on PC for the longest time. And I saw bought that. And I think it's just because I've been so beaten down by like fucking, I don't want to shit on Fortnite. Cause it's like the easy thing to shit on, but like PUBG, fucking H1Z one, um, any shooter that came out after, I guess what? Uh,
0: PUBG, Yeah.
1: It's just, I don't know, it kind of killed my mood on a lot of it, and I haven't really been able to sit down to it. I mean, I still play Planetside, I guess, but I've been playing that since before those games even existed. So
0: and that's that's fair, right? Uh, Planetside is an RPG more. So if you don't know what Planetside is, it's like it's a combined arms game where there's like three factions and they're duking it out over like a like a what is it like a 9000 by 9000 meter gigantic map. They they have the Guinness World Uh Record of the most uh, players on one first person shooting match using the term match lightly. It's like a continent with many battles happening. How it works now, it might as well be like a fucking like two hour match about because you can walk on foot from one fight to the other. That's like miles away. It's one giant map. Oh, I mean, four giant maps, you pick one and load into it. it and it's like eight years old, almost it's like, like it's eight birthdays. No, I think it's
1: out. over eight now. Wow,
0: I might be over eight now. Yeah, it came out to so much fanfare. People loved it. I mean, they didn't love it as much as fucking Call of Duty. Like their their numbers are in the, th- the four digits, the thousands. Right. But they're all playing at the same fucking time, which is the impressive thing. Like there are many battles of hundreds plus players on three sides, all fighting together. And it gets really hectic really easily even though their total population on the Steam charts doesn't even, like, come close to the popular shooters of today. It went stagnant for many years, and then, like, it went through a change of ownership a couple times, and then, and this is the super abridged version, they eventually, the, the publisher was Daybreak, they came into ownership, the final ownership, and then they said, hey, we don't want to develop games anymore, we want to be a publisher, so all of our devs are going to go, and we're going to subsidize them into new companies, and if their games do well, they could just grow on their own and then we'll just it's their money problem. Yeah, so. and
1: all of the revitalization uh, re- revitalization, Jesus, that uh, PlanetSide's had, they've been just constantly bringing back players like over and over and over.
0: Yeah. The last year and a half has been like the best for PlanetSide over the whole 8-year yeah. journey. Like they're back to launch numbers. They broke their world record again during a playtest because they accidentally uh set the max player size too high and but they didn't crash no
1: they just uncapped it accidentally yeah
0: and they didn't crash so they broke their world record again they current they still hold the world record they they stole it from themselves <laughs> it's just fucking wild and i describe it as this game for our group Mancy. this this game planet side 2 is the wife not the mistress it's the one game we always come back to we may take a month-long hiatus or more and play other shit but it's the one thing always we come back to huh. and it's it's nice to have that game for a while, for me, that game was Warframe. I always come back to it, but like, I, I can't say that anymore. I keep taking more breaks and the breaks keep getting longer. <laughs> One day I might just quit, <laughs> but planet side always it's fun. Cause if you have five people or if you have like 30 people, like you can do something with all of them at once. Like there's no party size. Limits or anything like that.
1: Or well the kind of is, it's pretty big. Yeah, but even with it, you can still show up to the fight. You don't have to be in the party. to yeah. play the
0: Whereas most most modern games these days, is like, oh, get your party of four or it's time for a five V five shootout. It's time for trio battles in our battle, right? Like there there's no games that accommodate having a group of like an average ten people.
1: Yeah, that always bothers me. It's like I, I'm, there's a place for those games. Yeah. You know, arena, very locked in kind of games exist for a reason i know but.
0: guild wars 2 we could make a squad and we can have everyone in one group and do pve bullshit but it's not never rewarding and that game i don't want to play it anymore like yeah simple as whereas planet side like i could play alone and make meaningful progress towards my progression or i could play with my friends and it's awesome there's no shortage of things to do in that game and it's super fun but enough about Planetside, I want, I put it on the agenda because I was like, oh, maybe we should talk about the new update, the Shattered Warp Gate, but that's not quite out yet. They're basically, every three months, they're planning for like a gigantic like game-changing content release, and they've already done one so far, which was legit. Uh, the next one yeah. is around the corner, I renewed my membership and everything. I'm ready. This game has a membership you can pay for because it's like an MMO, but it's optional. It, yeah. You don't need it. <laughs>
1: Some people call it pay to win because it allows you to acquire like gear and shit faster. But realistically, it's, it's not that much faster. It, I mean, it's like maybe double faster if they like end up running a couple different like events that that month, it's a toss up. And and even at the end of the day, your base equipment's good enough. Like, and I say good enough. Like you can you could like body out like top layers with it if you really. Mm -hmm. Like if you learn the game, you're
0: you're good to go with what you got. You could be really bad at the game by membership and you won't level up because you need to actually win that too. You still need to do the things. But like doing things could be I'm a medic and I'm reviving the dead guys or I'm an engineer and that dude in a mech suit, I'm healing him. You don't have to kill people to earn.
1: They're actually incredibly progressive with that too. It's like literally anything you do will grant you a kills worth or more. Of exp and
0: you don't even ever need to like lay your hands on a gun if you don't want to. I mean, it's smart too. But you there, there are to. people in our group that actually don't like killing people and they just like to like repair things and and do meaningful defensive actions. It's awesome. There's something for everybody.
1: More of those as time goes on too. So it's like and they got yeah. high
0: capacity vehicles. So like our whole group can fit in one bus and we can like just drive across the continent or we can get in a giant fucking airship. It's awesome. There's no game like it. And I remember like Call of Duty was teasing like, oh, it's like there's a we're we're updating the number of people on the map to like 300 something. And I'm like, I was just in a battle with like a thousand people the other day. Like this ain't special. You're not breaking any records like games, eight years old.
1: (laughs) I mean, Battlefield still beats it for fuck's sakes.
0: Anyway, getting through the rest of our list. Sarge has explaining to do.
1: Oh, actually, before we get that, though, um, speaking of Tencent earlier. Have you have any of you guys seen that new game? They uh, I think it's
0: called Black Myth uh, Wukong, I think is what it was called. I I heard that the trailer was cool and a lot of people reacted to it, but I never fucking watched it and I didn't care. So
1: I didn't (laughs) know this and the game looks amazing. It's, you know, it's hitbox porn. If you like Dark Souls, Sekiro, fucking any game in that vein, you're going to love it. But the big thing for me was that they're an offshoot from Tencent. Like, I mean, offshoot as in they quit Tencent when made their own company. And then when the game blew up, Megacorps are like, hey, want to come work under us? And they're like, no, fuck you. (laughs) And they're reacting to criticism positively. They're not being assholes about it. Like any of the stereotypical Chinese business shit that you hear about, literally, they're just saying, no, fuck you. And it's like super good, super cool company.
0: That's awesome. I mean, you can't just paint all Chinese people with the brush that you paint the businessmen at the top of the ladder. Yeah, Uh, the scummy people live in every country. It's just you don't get to
1: see it very often. Right. I mean, they they are literally a surveillance state, so I mean doesn't you don't get the you know that shit doesn't release to the world very often.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of surveillance state, uh Sarge bought the new Marvel game that everyone's been uh clowning on, and he says it's not bad, and I don't believe him.
1: That's
3: because you haven't played it, and whoever's clowning on it is probably True. just being upset about things like bugs and so on and so forth. But from everybody I've talked to
0: in their sixty dollar live service game. Based on a multimillion dollar franchise that that hurts me a little bit. Hasn't I mean, made a good movie in a long time. Yeah. No, no, live service as in this game is designed to be played forever. Maybe. And to have you spend Maybe. money forever, like Warframe, like Destiny 2, like uh, what's another example? I don't know.
1: It doesn't have to be a bad way for a game to exist. It's just it's very easy for it to be manipulated into being like I
0: I still enjoy Warframe but like it has an economy it has things Uh, about it like we'll let you spend as much money as you want but you don't have to but you you kind of can. That's why I like expansion packs. It's like I know that if I liked what I played and I don't want to do
1: it anymore. I don't need to worry about it. I'm still playing a game and they drop like the new. You know, a new content patch where it's like a big a bunch of shit in their cash shop or a new battle pass. It comes with like new guns, like fucking Call of Duty did that one once upon a time where like all their new guns are part of the battle pass. And if you didn't buy in, you didn't get them. It's mm-hmm. like, fuck you, Call of Duty.
0: So with live service games, it's not inherently bad, but most of the good live service games are in some ways free to play. Uh Destiny 2 doesn't really count because, I mean, you have to buy the expansions, but like that's a one time, whatever.
1: Yeah, they don't have a lot of microtransactions either. though. Also, that I true. know of at
0: least. And then the division, division two, like I think you have to pay for that. Yeah, the I original don't one. Really, no asked okay.
1: for it, but yeah,
0: yeah. But like the division and division two is another live service game. It, it's like it expects you to receive new content and play for
3: not forever, but a longer period of time, a sustained video game. And but I don't see the issue there with that. Like it's. Some it, it's basically them saying we are going to continue to give content and forward moving.
0: It, it's that games is a service model. It's like, you know, they're not going to make a sequel. They're just going to keep making okay. stuff in the game.
3: It,
0: it's not necessarily bad. Not necessarily bad. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's like...
3: You, you were just talking about Planet Side being eight years old,
1: right?
0: That's an MMO. Okay. It's different.
1: But, yeah, I mean, it, it's... You can make that connection, but it's... But Planet Side 2 isn't really ramping out stuff that you feel like you need to pay money on.
3: You don't have to pay money for anything in this. I've I've seen that I can buy currency for something, but I can't. I, I would be asked to tell you where you spend the paid currency. Uh, They have a they have a battle pass, but it's all free so far. Like okay. I've got I've looked all the way to the end of it or what I think is the end of it because it doesn't go on after I get to a certain point. And it's all free. Um, it's most—it's just like cosmetic stuff. I know that uh, there's supposed to be a bunch of other people added because you know not all the Avengers are in it. So okay, yeah, you—if you don't have all the Avengers, you gotta like—you you can't leave out you know Spider-Man and Hawkeye and stuff like that. But
0: oh, Spider-Man is exclusive to the PS4 version. Oh, is he? Yeah,
3: that might be because Sony.
0: One thing I noticed is, um, so, and this is more of a a, a rant at Marvel, not necessarily the game, but, like, the Avengers, like, if you know anything about, like, Marvel Comics, like, the Avengers are kind of like the B team. Like, what happened with Marvel, and, like, they they didn't have a movie studio at first, so they took all their popular heroes, like the X-Men, Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, the... The A-Team, as it were, of Marvel. And they sold off the rights to all these other studios. That's why Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man. Fox owned the, well, they used to own the rights to X-Men, but then Disney bought both Marvel yeah. and then Fox, Um and so on and so forth. And then I forget who made the best Marvel movie, but Blade um, is a Marvel superhero. But like, there ain't no Stan Lee. There ain't no Marvel logo at the opening. It's just a yeah. movie. Yeah, I lot of people forget that. That fucker's a comic book superhero, and that movie was way better than all that other Marvel shit. <laughs> the problem with the Marvel movies, I thought, was all these heroes in these movies. Like, unless, like most most people probably had not heard of them before. Like, I had never heard of Iron Man before the Iron Man movie. I mean, I Wait, what? maybe heard like little bits of him, but like you he wasn't mean, a big deal. He's kind of second string. <laughs> he is second string, absolutely.
1: See, I, I got lucky. My dad's huge into comic books, so I knew about all. That of
0: them. seems like yeah,
3: mm-hmm. like. Thor and Iron Man, like, those aren't...
0: What did you know about them before their movies? To be fair, I didn't know much about them. I I knew
3: of them. I knew plenty about Tony Stark and everything. Thor is a very complicated (laughs) source material in comparison. Well, yes, but <laughs> but then again, then again, most of the comics, like most comics are very complicated source material, especially when you start thinking
1: about like multiverses and stuff like. Depen- yeah, it depends on on the new have. Of, of source material at yeah. that point. But yeah, like
2: Marvel's big. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's too, why yes.
1: I, that's why I can't really get into comic books. I hate the idea of there not being like one coherent story. Yeah, or rather that it's not just one coherent story. I guess is a better way of putting it.
0: The whole concept of like arcing path. But like, so with Marvel, right, like they had a couple cartoon movies where they retold the what would have ended up being the Avengers plot with some changes. I think it was based on a comic book. That was the first time I'd ever even heard of like Black Panther, Thor, Iron Man, Captain America. I heard of Captain America before.
1: Yeah, Captain America is huge. I think Captain America is actually a really big one, isn't he? He's like yeah. one of the bigger ones. Not no? really.
0: Like the big Marvel is Spider-Man and the X-Men. I, mean, I like, get, Yeah, that's fair. That's Marvel. <laughs> they are. They were astronomically more popular than all the people they made Marvel movies out of. I mean,
1: X Men is just fucking amazing.
0: Like, yeah, even the comic like, books were like, Iron really Man,
3: good. Captain America. Those two, you can't be like, oh yeah, nobody knew them. Like, those, those. That's like the Superman and Batman of the Justice League, right? Like, but they
0: didn't have a TV show in the '90s, and Superman and Batman did. And then they had the Justice League. Not, none of that shit existed for Marvel.
1: To be fair, I didn't know of. Well, I mean, okay, a caveat. I knew who Thor was in terms of like Greek myth <laughs> or. Norse mythology, Jesus! I must agree. I did say Greek. <laughs> fuck. Anyways, I corrected myself. Nobody make fun of me, please. Jesus. Okay, okay. Anyways, um, but I, I never knew about him as a comic book hero. When I, I think it was, it wasn't until the movie came out. That I'm like, wait, he's a fucking what? I was like, where does this fit in? I know Loki's the, oh, like an alien. Yeah. here Too. What the fuck?
0: And then the two Thor movies were really bad, and the third one was okay.
1: The first Thor
3: movie, Thor one, was pretty okay. Thor two was crap. The third one, Taiki Watiti or whatever.
0: The, the yeah. third one was really good, like especially in comparison oh, yeah. to the first two.
3: But it was also so many years later,
0: right? The thing that really worked for Marvel though was like you get invested because it's like the first Iron Man movie that, w- that movie was pretty good, and then you watch like all the movies that come after that are connected ever so subtly, and then they have a team up movie, and then they're even more connected than ever, and they may keep making more. Eventually, it's like I've seen all of them thus far. I should go see the next one, and then. They have Infinity War and then they have Endgame. And then why would I ever watch more? Sure, I watched the new Spider-Man. What? that's different, right? They're planning on making more movies. I don't know how with COVID-19. I'm not interested in seeing them. Yeah, yeah. I I think Endgame was a fine ending. They could make no more Marvel movies and I would be totally content. But capitalism demands that they continue.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, they got to keep making money. And that's the only thing they know. And everyone's so alert. Star Wars ain't gonna do it. That's they've proven that. Well, the
2: comics are like sixty years old, aren't they? Yes, yeah,
3: they have so many stories they can tell. Like it's not.
1: They they just shouldn't do it. They shouldn't continue along like a linear path like they've been. Just like reel it back. Do something different now. It doesn't have to be another world-ending fucking. Well, that's apocalypse. the thing is. Side by Maybe side. Maybe they should start over.
0: Like they got the rights back from for X Men. Maybe they should just like start over. Or just do another fucking X Men movie. Like
2: in the nineties they had Operation Galactic yeah. Storm. What was that? It's just some garbage after Desert Storm. Oh. Like the first Iraq <laughs> war.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot. There's a there's a couple comics that did similar shit to that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So so Moon, did you did you uh were you an avid like reader of comics? Like back in the day
2: uh I was but I mean I'm firmly in the in the uh camp where where like I knew of Thor but if I, you asked me anything particular that happened in the stories I wouldn't be able to tell you
3: yeah Thor was like one of
2: those
0: eh, it's kinda. like you see his comic on the shelf and you're just like I'm here for something else
2: yeah or you like you kind of get it through well uh, you kind of get stories through osmosis like your friend mentions it or something so mm-hmm. you kind of know about it yeah I was kind of more into DC comics also which are, Same. are in, I would say in some ways, they're objectively worse, except for the except for like Batman, and I mean Batman's pretty good.
1: They got their high points, but they they definitely got some really low points. Yeah, yeah.
0: What I like about DC is their their heroes are exponentially like overpowered compared to Marvel. Like Marvel feels more grounded. Like yeah. Whereas DC, like both the villains and the heroes are egregiously overpowered, but sometimes it's really entertaining. Like I really like the Flash. I like how overpowered the Flash is, but they still challenge him with shit. That's cool. Yeah.
2: Well, it's like, it's challenging to make a story that's interesting with Superman. And I do it sometimes.
0: Sometimes. <laughs> it's mostly yeah. like dealing with what it's like being Superman, not so much defeating a strong enemy. Yeah. But I think that's fine. Um. But yeah, like I, I never really read comics when I was young. Like it just wasn't a thing I had the money for like. I didn't have any spending money as a kid, honestly. Like, I didn't even have a music player. Like, I discovered music later. <laughs> Instead, it was whatever's on the radio.
3: You're telling me something like uh, Iron Man 2, or is it 3? I wh- whichever, Iron Man, whichever Iron Man came right after the first Avengers. I think that was two. 3, right? Oh, it was, was 3, yeah.
0: Because th- uh, the first two Iron Man movies came before the Avengers movie, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and then the third one was made after. I actually kind of liked the third one. A lot of people didn't. But.
3: Yeah, the third one was fucking great, where he's, like, dealing with PTSD from fucking nuking aliens and stuff. Yeah.
0: And the, the second one was kind of subpar. The third one was, like, way better. And then,
2: I don't know, I'm just over it. Like,
0: I enjoyed some of the movies. You know, it's kind of sad that the, the first superhero movie to win an Oscar was Suicide Squad.
2: You know... Uh, you know, one one of them they could actually keep doing is, I think, like the Guardians of the Galaxy. That was different enough and fun. It's true. I thought that they could keep making those.
1: You know, of the few of those movies I watched, Guardians of the Galaxy was the one I genuinely enjoyed. Like, I watched Civil War as well. I, God, I hated it. It just, <laughs> was, there just nothing happened to that movie. It literally was... Some dudes meet up, beat each other. Oh look, Spider Man! Movie's over now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's just like, oh, okay, cool, I guess. <laughs> <The Spider-Man movie laughs> but like, good. but then Guardians of the Galaxy, dude. I I drive with that. I didn't understand a fucking lick of what any of the settings were or people
0: it, other than yeah, what it they doesn't introduced. matter. <laughs> it didn't it's matter awesome. though. It's yeah,
1: the good movie. The... The
3: Tom Holland Spider-Man is great.
0: Oh, yeah, especially after that disaster of Andrew Garfield. Like, what were they thinking, making it Peter Parker? That was like a rebel punk driven by revenge that looked like a male model. Like, that's not Peter Parker. What
1: are they doing? Yeah, Peter Parker's a fucking university student that studies science for fuck's sakes. He's high a nerd. Dude. The arc of Spider-Man
0: does start in high school, like oh, does and it? They, oh, they keep shit. fucking okay. rebooting it. So he's forever a high schooler. But like, you know, a lot of his greatest adventures, he's already like older. <laughs> But will we ever get there on film? Probably not. (laughs) No,
1: because I mean, it's in comics like like identity to reboot. So, I mean, yeah.
0: Now, I am excited for like if they ever fucking get with the pandemic and all. But like, I'm really excited for the new Blade movie because um, it's going to be in MCU. I guess that's cool. Whatever. But like the act, I forget his name, but they they got a really good actor to replace Wesley Snipes uh, as the new Blade. I forget his name, but he was like the bad guy in the Luke Cage show. If you ever saw that.
1: OK, yeah,
0: that dude is like I see him and I'm thinking of like Wesley Snipes in blade and Blade. I'm like, that's the guy he could totally so, do Blade.
1: <laughs> am I wrong to say that I don't want this blade to be like hyper cheesy? <laughs> Why?
0: I hope not as well,
1: because like the original three were. I mean, like they were good movies. I'm not shitting on them in any regret. I just think that the cheesiness is not going to fly all that well now. And I don't know if I'm going to like it. If it is,
0: it's probably going to be doused in Marvel humor and it's probably going to be toned down. And that might be- Well, it's going to be PG 13, right? Yeah. It's not going to be
1: R like the original. I would hope they would try to make it R just because they like can. it wouldn't really work like, otherwise.
0: I mean, look at Deadpool. I don't like Deadpool yeah. as a character, but the movies were entertaining and they earned the R rating and they made money. So, I mean, it proved that you can do it. And then they made Logan, and that movie was R rated. Uh, and that yeah, movie yeah, was uh, not funny at all. Uh, and it was still it still was a big bunny maker, right? Like, so d- between Deadpool and Logan, you can make a violent superhero movie and people will watch it like it's proven. Yeah, there's nothing stopping them from making a really bloody, faithful new Blade movie with the new guy. That would be awesome.
1: Also my other hot take. I think that um, was this being recast? Probably a good idea. Was this? Thing, it's not a bad actor necessarily.
0: He's just, old now, like
1: he, he, he's old now. And I, I honestly just don't think I think someone could have did it better. It the movies felt very I don't want to say like D-list, but kinda of like in like the
0: B list area where like
1: it wasn't quite up to what it could have been probably. And I feel like he was part of that being. The held first
0: back. movie was really good, I thought. The second movie had a couple problems, but it was really redeemable. The yeah. third movie was like that's that's the one that Ryan Reynolds ruined, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of shock humor in that one too, that was like that isn't really that funny. Haha, I guess. Uh, Ha-ha. Like, can, I, can we just get to the good parts of the movie, please?
0: Ryan Reynolds just called Triple H a thunder great. Like, come yeah. on. Come or on. Or like the,
1: the vampire themed. Uh, oh, fuck. Was that the third one? The vampire themed dildos in the shop that they, yeah. they fucking like, sat on for like a good couple minutes.
0: And then like literal Dracula was there and he's like, what the fuck yep. is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Moon, wh- wh- what was your favorite comic? Since you have a history of them.
2: Oh my gosh. They probably, when I was a little kid, I would definitely say like Superman, but Superman and Batman, I read those a lot. Mm -hmm. But so I was going to mention something is all these movies, they have these storylines from comics and they're the storylines I know because they're the ones that I read when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of like, what the hell have comics been doing since then? Like, (laughs) are they making new stories?
0: What is the new comic?
2: Like, yeah, I'm not hearing anything new like from comics where it sounds interesting. It's because it's
0: not good news when you when you look at it.
1: Uh, I just recommend doing a dive if you want to know. Uh, all I'll say is it's not good. It's, <laughs> it's not
0: good. <laughs> the only people I can find on the internet that are willing to talk about the current state of comics are people who are not happy with the current state of comics and have lots to complain about. And it makes me wonder if it's a it's like a biased take. <laughs> I feel like it's a biased take, but nobody's saying the good news. So I'm wondering
2: if there is none.
1: <laughs> well, see, it's either those people or it's the people that want to shit on it because it's just stupid. Yeah.
2: Well, like I was like you. I didn't have a lot of spare money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of I got comics here and there. So got like a wide variety of stuff, different stuff at different times. Not really concentrating on a p- particular thing. Right. It's always been around in my life and hasn't been the strongest influence.
0: So what did you think about the the, the early 2000s and I guess 2010s as well? Like uh, abundance of comic book movies, good and bad. Well. What was your take?
2: Kind of sick of them at this point, but uh The Guardians of the Galaxy was like it was like a nice switch up because it's not people that I recognize. Mm-hmm. My goodness. They yeah, I liked them for a very long time though, but I uh, I I saw the first half of the Infinity War. I haven't seen the second half yet. I know what happened. Like
0: the second movie or like the second half of the
2: Yeah, the second movie. The second movie.
0: It had some hype moments in it that like were cinematography sim- cinemographically mm-hmm. appealing, but it is just you know what's going to happen.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
3: I mean, if you ever go to a comic book movie and you don't expect the good guys to win, are you? Uh, do you even know what you're doing? <laughs> like, right?
0: <laughs> it's like watching a mecha anime and not and expecting not expecting robots. Like, what are you?
2: <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when when Marvel movies were garbage.
0: Oh, yeah, like the old Captain America and yeah. Yeah,
2: the old Captain America or like there was a Punisher movie with oh, Dolph God. Lundgren. Oh, yeah. We
0: don't talk about that. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, like, so bad. It's that good. was before they got, yeah. Before, because before, really breakout was the X-Men yeah.
0: one. You know, actually, obviously, you're our guest. It's, we've been going for quite a bit. I have more questions for you because these sure. guys don't know you like I do. So we're talking about movies. So h- how did movie night start? Uh, that's a good question. That was a thing that existed when I joined the server, and I was very happy that it existed, but I'm not sure
2: how that came to be. I was the one who started it originally. The server is the server that I control, although it has a different name. So the the server name is Tube.SeriousPoster.Club. Originally, SeriousPoster.Club was supposed to be a uh, sister site to ShipPoster.Club, but ended up being used for uh, diagnosis and technical Like we're like basically solving the new social problems was done on serious poster, but we started. I think it's called side uh, yeah, that's, it's a really generic name it's just called tube it's really hard to search <laughs> for but the guy who made it is named Calzone man so if you search for Calzone man then it'll come up with him and his his thing so it's and it's like you can everybody can watch a movie at the same time and it can synchronize YouTube videos or it can synchronize a video server a video on, uh, on a in a file on a server someplace
0: so you have fi- many many files on a server someplace that we don't need to detail right. that has full movies yep. and you play them for people we,
2: re- we render them down to just really just 360p so they're low resolution and they're usually remixed to mono so they're kind of not they're they're not the highest quality the reason why we do that is because it's it's the most likely to work with everyone's setup and mm-hmm. it really doesn't look that bad and i mean it's like quit complaining it's free
0: i remember our, for halloween uh y was hosting like a, a marathon of jason movies
2: we watched all of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was there for like three of them. I remember because my time's super limited, and I'm not gonna wa- connect during work on my laptop. That's a that's a personal computer activity, and it doesn't really work on mobile. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> I, really, I haven't really yeah, tried it, people, it much on mobile. People have
2: done it on mobile, but yeah, it's not it's not set up for it. Originally, the server was set up to be for everybody, so it had rules. It had rules where you basically had to be nice. You couldn't be edgy. And mm-hmm. what had happened was, is over time, there's one of our users uh, named know uh, You Shut the Fuck Up Dad. He started doing them and he ended up being really good at picking movies like curating and mm-hmm. coming up with commentary about the movies and then basically just like controlling the room. And we, we made it. We made the rules so you can basically it's it's free for all. At this point, so you can mm-hmm. say whatever you want. He's been running it now for a while, and he's been doing a great job, and he loves doing it.
0: And, and when you say, say whatever you want, you're talking about how there's like a chat. Like, it's resembling like a Twitch chat. Yeah. You have the movie, which is the stream. It, there's There could be a playlist of things queued if it's like YouTube time. Yeah, I, I noticed that if you create an account there, you can create your own room. I've done that before, and I've shared it on the Mel and Mancy Discord, like, hey, watch YouTube videos of being yeah. tube.seriousposter.club slash dial and people have joined. Like, Victim, you were yep. there like a couple times. Like, I was really bored one night, and I didn't feel like playing video games. I'm like, let's watch YouTube together in synchronous. And that, that's oh, the same okay. website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a different room.
2: It's a great piece of software. We haven't started yet, but eventually we're going to try to integrate 10 grand's tipping into it
0: just for the heck. Everything needs 10 grand's tipping.
2: <laughs> integrate 10 grand's into all the And things. I don't know if you saw it, Why doesn't like to use Twitch because it is proprietary centralized service doesn't serve him at all. Right. So uh, I set up a streaming setup for him. So now he does streamcasts of him playing games on Monday nights.
0: And it shows up on your on your side tube. Yep.
2: And he's he's done it a couple of times now. And we've had about 15, 15, 16 people in in there every night. It's been great. That's awesome. He had Vriska. Vriska's a, a former user on my server. She graduated and has her own server now. (laughs)
0: didn't you make that server for her yes
2: i did (laughs) she wanted a mastodon server and i i broke my rule of never hosting mastodon and i hosted a mastodon server for her because she wanted she asked me nicely and i said yes so she was on there one night and then uh auntie auntie was on there the other night who's a uh another regular of the of the site roko's girl so they've been having Uh a good time i don't know what i don't know who they're gonna have next but uh that's it's it's live streaming so it's it's synchronized for everybody automatically pretty cool
0: that's pretty awesome but yeah so there's this like every i think it's every friday maybe it's a saturday the movie night oh it's sunday continues oh it's on sunday yep, it right.
2: just before i came on here
0: you were telling me that like you uh today you guys watched all three bill uh bill and ted movies. yep
2: sure did run and end.
0: and uh tell me i mean you already told me but i'm asking you again as we're recording
2: how was the third movie it was not good <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately so bill and ted has a lot of youthful exuberance that i don't think works in this time anymore particular right now holy shit the they they try i think they tried to adapt to that and it's called bill and ted face the music and it's about them they make their hit single that everybody saw and it doesn't unite the world and they are living out their lives with with their wives and they have kids and they just kind of are keeping trying to make their band work, but it just isn't working. And they ended up having daughters. They retconned their children, their baby Bill and Ted, to be to be uh, Williametta and Theodora. So using time travel shenanigans, they they change. no, they just they just said they just changed it. They just changed it in the movie. <laughs> they didn't explain it. They just oh. said, said they're now now girls instead of boys. Uh, the girls play a big role, and I'm not going to spoil anything. But let's just say it's almost impossible to spoil it because it's just everything you would expect. Their daughters are in the movie, so figure it out.
0: They they end up being the stars of the yes. show, even though it's the Bill and Ted movie, and it's like I came here for Bill and Ted, yep. and uh, so I don't know who these girls are. It's the same and... thing
2: as the new uh
0: Mad Max. Because like, uh, well, I like the new Mad Max movie. Yeah, like the new Mad Max movie, The he kind of plays second fiddle to Furiosa. The but...
1: sequel to it is going to be all about her, but it's still called Mad Max. I have no problem. <laughs> that's fine. I have no problem. I think like that's that. fine. I just, I'm a big fan of naming things correctly. And I'm the same thing with like genres. It's like they exist for, to let people know what they're getting into. I mean, if you go to Mad Max and you don't want to spoil it. You don't anything. like your, your exactly.
0: expectations subverted, right? On the... On the basis of what this movie is about, like if I'm going to watch like a a movie about Hannibal Lecter and he's not
2: in it, yeah,
1: and that's perfectly simple.
2: (laughs) I mean, obviously, the internet will try and tell you that you're doing it for another reason, but so Bill and Ted are in it and they play a significant part. There's like an A story and a B story, basically, Uh, but it's just not entertaining because their lives do suck and they look really beaten down. Uh, Hmm. What's his name? Keanu Reeves. He just looks like he wants to go to bed. He's just really tired.
0: Right. And he still looks like John Wick with the hair. Yeah. he's And he's right. trying, but it's just, just, you know. He doesn't have the youthful exuberance of the first two movies that made them so endearing. Yeah.
2: And uh, the first I'd heard of the movie was actually a review, I think, on The Atlantic. And it was just going into bullshit about, like, white privilege and uh, just really one of those things where it's just like, you know, you learn more about the person writing the review than you do the movie. And they made the right. movie out to be something completely different than the movie I saw. So I would say not go by the reviews, even though it was not entertaining. It just really, it's, it's not a good movie for the time. It just really isn't suited to it. And they tried, but it, you just can't. You can't polish a turd, sorry. That's good to know. I also heard
0: recently, uh, well, I mean, everyone's heard. Because, I mean, anyone that watches YouTube on TV or with ad blocker off knows. They made a live-action Mulan movie as well. I haven't actually seen it, but um, I do know for a fact there is no Mushu, the fucking dragon that drives the show, and there's no singing.
1: Man, I just wanted Eddie Murphy. they They couldn't even give me fucking Eddie Murphy.
0: Or they couldn't recast him with another more youthful actor. Yeah, something like Like that's what they did for the live action Aladdin movie. And it was fine. The Will Smith genie is not Robin Williams. He did not attempt to emulate Robin Williams. He did his own thing and it was still funny.
1: Exactly. And I didn't necessarily like the Aladdin movie that much, but I appreciated it a lot more because I guess it's like, can you imagine Will Smith trying to be Robin Williams? That'd just be an insult.
0: The Lion King movie tries to be like, with the exception of a couple added scenes, like, They try to be like, well, here's a bunch of realistic graphics and here they are singing the songs and we're playing the very same story and they tried to be as close as possible and it just wasn't right. (laughs) It was just weirdly soulless.
1: They should just remake the movies as cartoons, like just make them in higher fidelity with like some tweaks and changes to things that were maybe considered bad. You know, it's just like you could
0: even recast the voices uh, with modern talent. Like I'd be fine with it.
2: Oh, let me mention this. Things that would need to be changed in a uh, upgrade of a movie watching the, the first two Bill and Ted movies is that they say <laughs> like they use a homophobic epithet pretty frequently.
0: I am familiar. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, wow, like it's, they, they can't make these jokes anymore. They're they're not allowed. They would be canceled so hard if that movie was made yeah. today.
2: I'm like, wow, that's not appropriate it, It's anymore. funny
0: to see. It's like, wow, you can't say that anymore. And this is a popular movie from whenever this was yeah, made. Yeah, like
2: 89 and 1991.
0: And it's like, I mean, you could say it then. It was probably funny then, too. Just like yeah. we were saying with, with like the Moon Man jokes from you're the man now, Right? Like, that was fine back then. And then, but today, you, you can't do it. You just can't. It's forbidden. Forbidden humor. I think
1: my biggest thing that I dislike about what they did with the Moon movie, too, though, is as you were mentioning they didn't there's no music right like they didn't do any like the musical elements and sure there's a lot of people who hate that and that's fair but that's kind of what the movie what disney movies were it's like to anyone that liked disney movies to remove that and there's people celebrating a, on uh, at least on twitter from what i saw where they're like oh yeah finally a disney movie where none of that silly fucking singing it's like but <laughs> it's a disney movie it's supposed to be silly and have singing <laughs> what do you mean?
0: Yeah, I can't wait for them to remake Aristocats and it's going to be like a really like (laughs) dark and and gritty (laughs) Aristocats like profound commentary on capitalism with no singing. (laughs) They would make the butler the good guy and they would make the lady look like a capitalist like halves everything and deserves to die and have her fortune squandered like you believe it. Because it was a story about a rich lady who only had cats and no children, and she didn't include her butler in the will, and the butler too. got mad and kidnapped yeah, the cats. Rightfully. Like that's the story. And in today's climate, it's like this lady is like uh, clearly a winner of white privilege and all that stuff <laughs> they talk about in the in the weird articles where they complain about that stuff. And it's like, how would you remake this movie? They put the lady through the guillotine, is what they do. <laughs> Yeah.
1: like, how do we go from yeah raising awareness for like mental mel- mental illness and all this shit and how like everyone, everyone can go through it It doesn't matter where you're at in life, you know, so on and so on and so forth. And then they flip that around to like now nah, rich people bad. <laughs> they don't feel the same things as we do. It's like, I mean, sure, there's some corrupt corrupt ass people out there. I don't think anyone's denying that. But like, to blanket
0: generalize like that, man, isn't that isn't that what racism is? Now I'm excited for the Aristocats
2: movie. The dark and gritty Aristocats remake. I'm calling
0: it now, they're gonna put that
2: lady through a guillotine.
3: Cats marching around, meowing with signs that say, eat the rich.
2: (laughs) We need to do something about these fat cats. Doing it
0: live. It's not live, it's recorded. This is the outro. Welcome to the outro of episode 22 of the Melomancy podcast. I forgot what I was going to say. This is the outro. Uh, anyway, if you have some feedback for us, by the way, reiterating uh, from the beginning, actually, I'm going to post this both to SoundCloud, which pushes to the RSS feed that powers all the other platforms like Spotify, iTunes, and all that other shit. Um, still going to post there. I'm also going to post this to Library. Uh, we have a Library account. Now it's cool. I get cool meme money called Libri Coins, which are probably worth less than 10 grand. Maybe <laughs> like I have like 33 cents worth of Libri Coins from just Dude, people, listening, people listening on that platform because you get coins over time and they could tip you. Nobody's actually tipped me, but I got the auto generated shit. But like you can find us there. Um, and all of our social media shit, I need to update it because Sarge doesn't actually. Stream for Witch Doctor anymore. So I need to update that's that page. Right. You're right. Wow. But there is Holy a contact Shit. us page where all of our social media profiles are detailed. But I'll tell you now, you can find me at slash Dylan. Yeah, that's how it's pronounced. Everyone calls me Dylan. It's not a secret. It's my first fucking name. Victim.
1: Yeah, you can find me at mm, mm underscore victim uh, on Twitter as well as of victim of gaming on Twitch. Pretty much the only places I am at the at the moment.
0: And then I, I'll tell you already. You can find Moonman or Moon at shipposter.club slash or yeah slash Moon. Do Do you have any other accounts, Moonman, that matter? Like, what would you nope. say?
2: <laughs> That's it. Just https yeah. colon slash slash ship dot club slash Moon.
0: Uh-huh. The number one place on the internet to discuss the resistance.
3: And of course, <laughs> I'm Sergeant. If you've made it this far, you already know where to find me. Hey Moon. Hey do you know why pirates love women with pierced nipples no tell me because there's always treasure in their chests
2: (laughs) i hate you